It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Remembrance Day row in Biggleswade, Luton M1 development to be unveiled and Stevenage snatch a last gasp point. BBC Three Counties Radio. The decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day parade in Biggleswade is being criticised by local parents. The Royal British Legion says it's made the decision for security reasons because the Royal Artillery will be taking part. More from Jessica Cooper. For the first time, 70 soldiers from the Royal Artillery will be marching through the town, which has prompted the Royal British Legion to change who's involved in this year's parade. Scouts, cubs, beavers, brownies and councillors are being asked to gather at the market square instead. The Legion has apologised for causing disappointment, but many people have been writing on Facebook criticising how the decision's been handled and asking them to reconsider. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today in a scheme which will also help finance a new stadium for Luton Town Football Club. Officials from the Football Club and the Borough Council will be at a property exhibition in London to promote the so-called gateway to Luton, starting with an office development which will employ over 3,000 people. Police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. 50-year-old Tracy Brown parked next to the point near Midsummer Place at around 3.30pm on October the 7th when a man on a motorbike angrily confronted her and mocked her disability. The man is described as white in his mid-30s, 5 foot 6 inches tall with short blonde hair. New figures show Luton Borough Council is among the top ten in the country for issuing fines to parents taking their children on holiday in term time. Over 2,000 fines were handed out in Luton, but the local government association has called for head teachers to be given more discretion. More from Robert Piggott. Strict new rules on term time holidays were introduced in 2013 and schools now report unauthorised absence to councils who are obliged to issue fines of £60 per absent child. The local government association warns that recent court cases in which parents have successfully challenged fines under human rights laws could make them unenforceable. However, the Department for Education says that missing the equivalent of only a week's school a year makes a child significantly less likely to achieve good grades at GCSE. After yesterday's pomp and pageantry, China's president will continue his state visit to Britain by signing a series of business deals that could amount to £30 billion. It's thought they will include confirmation of a landmark agreement by Beijing to invest in a new generation of British nuclear power stations. In sport in last night's football, MK Dons lost 2-0 at Huddersfield, Wickham lost 2-0 at home to Newport, Luton were held one all at home by Leighton Orient and Stevenage left it late to get a point at Portsmouth. He bounces towards the box and goes in! Stevenage have got an equaliser, it's Williams who's got it! Brett Williams off the substitute bench. Can you believe it? Barra pull one back. 1-1. One, one. The weather, cloudy and wet, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. That Camarillo Brillo Flaming out along ahead I mean her Mendocino Bino By where some bugs that made it red She ruled the toads of these short forests And every newt in Idaho 
and every cricket who had chorus by the bush in Buffalo. She said she was a magic mama and she could throw a mean tarot and carried on without a comma that she was someone I should know. She had a snake for a pet and an amulet and she was breathing a dwarf but she wasn't done yet. She had gray green skin a doll with a pin I told her she was alright but I couldn't come in I could come in right then And so she wandered through the doorway Just like a shadow from the tomb She said her stereo was four-way And I just love it in her room Well, I was born to have adventure So I just followed up the step Right past the fuming incense stencher To where she hung her castanets She stripped away her rancid poncho And laid out naked by the door Music to make lunch too Did it till we were on concho And it was useless anymore She had a snake for a pet And an amulet And she was breathing a water But she wasn't done yet She had gray green skin A doll with a pin I told her she was alright But I couldn't come in And relax The perfect music for your afternoon And so she wandered through the doorway Just like a shadow from the tomb Every song has a memory She said a stereo was four way And I just love it in a room Easy listening for your afternoon I was born to have adventure So I just followed up the steps The music you want for your I afternoon Fuming incense denture To where she hung her castanet She said she was a magic mama Across the decades, across beds, hearts and bucks And carried on without a comma That she was someone I should know Is that a real poncho? I mean, is that a Mexican poncho or is that a Sears poncho? Hmm, no fooling. Stetson. One of them came up against me, I couldn't touch it, I was shocked. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. If it's 
That's old news. Listen, guys, I'm not well. So you're coming on a musical journey with me, basically, is, is what I'm trying to tell those guys and girls. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I'm actually... I, I, I don't want to make light of this. I think I may actually be dying. But well, I'm we're very, all dying in a way, aren't very, we? very brave about it. Very brave about it. Not only do I have the trauma of... Um, I think someone tried to assassinate me last night. I think. I'll discuss that later on. Let's just say, um, when I was uh, naked... I'm sorry, guys, but yeah, when I was naked last night in my shower, I did not expect to hear this noise. Yep. And then, and then this is the sound. This is an actual recording of me trying to step out of my shower into my bathroom. I mean, there we go. You see, actual recording of what my bathroom. What did you have in there night. that would smash glass? Well, they, it's, it's, you know um, when you're on a train, yeah. those tiny, tiny little hammers to break the glass, they have mm. the biggest force. Now, a row. Something's brewing, and it's a row in Biggleswade over claims that... <laughs> How do those hammers work? A Very ra- tappy. Uh, like been, toffee hammers. It's been said, yeah. Yeah, 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 well... A row is brewing in Biggleswade over claims that children have been banned from marching in this year's Remembrance Day parade. The Royal British Legion says the Royal Artillery are marching this year and for security reasons it's best that the Scouts, the Brownies and other groups don't. Instead, everyone's going to gather with their flags and uniforms in the market square. Catherine, this uh, sounds outrageous. What's happened in previous years at the Biggleswade Remembrance Day parade? Well, there's been quite a big parade involving the Royal British Legion, the Scouts, Cubs, Brownies and many other um, groups marching through Biggleswade, as in many other towns across the country. Um, The parade's held on Remembrance Sunday morning, but this year those children's groups as well as councillors are being told they won't be marching, instead they'll just be waiting and they'll gather in the market square and pay their usual respects. I had to march in some parade when I was in the Cubs once and as you know, I have beef with the Cubs. They wanted to have beef with me, that was the, my beef. And I got to hold the flag for a bit at the front. Proud oh, moment. Oh no, no, not two and a half heavy. It's only, heavy, it was yeah. only nine. You got a little kind of like leather pouch. Did you have you a put strap, yeah. You have the strap and you put it in there. But you're still holding a massive flag and mm-hmm. it was all over the shop. Yeah. Probably best they don't. Why has this decision been made then? Well, the Royal British Legion is behind the decision. This year, for the first time, 70 soldiers from the Royal Artillery will be marching uh, through the town. So they say for security reasons, other groups can't take part. The Legion met with the Royal Artillery. A decision was made to make sure the march had a low profile. The Royal British Legion have told us, for a number of planning reasons, only the following groups will participate in the march. Oh. Detachment 56, Royal Artillery, the Intelligence Corps from Chicksands, the Sea Cadets and the Band Air Cadets, the Army Cadets, the British Legion members and Standard Bearers. So it's not just children's groups who won't be marching, councillors as well. Is it appropriate to make a joke here? Probably not. What are we going to say? Sea Cadets? Yes. Where? They're being told they're still involved in the Remembrance Day events, though. It's also likely the Royal Artillery will be, will be involved in the march in future. Um, their president of the Biggleswade Way branch has apologised on behalf of the organisers for any disappointment caused. Oh, okay, okay. Hang on, people second. are kicking off on Facebook. Yeah, what, they, what have people been saying well, about these changes? Well, they're very vocal on Facebook, but when we've been contacting them, they don't want to speak. Oh, okay. Uh, lots of people have been outraged about it on Facebook. One woman said, it's absolutely appalling. The Royal British Legion needs to seriously reconsider this. Another said, this is rubbish. When I was a brownie and a guide, it taught me what Remembrance Day was about, which no. is why we did it. No. I was always proud to parade on that day. Yeah. Uh, another fella writes, makes a mockery of the brave men and women who died defending this country. No, it doesn't. Sure. No, it 
does. It doesn't make a mockery of anybody. We've spoken to scout leaders. They say they're disappointed and think the situation could have been handled better and it would have avoided lots of talk on Facebook um, that we've just been discussing. And the Girl Guide said discussions are taking place to see if they can still be involved in the parade. Um, some people behind the dis- uh, decisions have told us all this inf- misinformation online is taking attention away from remembering the people who fought in the wars. They say everyone will be involved, it's just the parade that will be different. Whenever there was um, the, the fate on the Britwell estate in Slough and they'd have the, the, the parade and they'd have, um, you know, the floats and stuff, they would, uh, you'd always just get like a few kids at the, at the end who were just like, they were like about 100 yards behind the actual parade, just like, Way. can't the scouts do that? Um, probably not. It's the Royal Artillery. They've got guns. Okay. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's starting to be busy southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, past the Toddington services where the roadworks are. In Marlow Hill and High Wycombe, there's roadworks at Wordsworth Road, just past the Leisure Centre, so expect delays there by John Hampton School. And also in Be- on Beaconsfield Road in Farnham Common, there's temporary traffic lights at Barn Close, so expect it to build up there later on. On the M25, it's beginning to get busy now from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford, but on the train departure boards, there's no reported problems so far this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three County's Radio. Thank you so much, Sammy. Excellent, excellent, excellent broadcast there. 6.16, isn't it? It's Wednesday, the 21st of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day Parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised by parents. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton are to be unveiled today. And police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sorbetsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First, though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate the pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I love Big Bum.
This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. Sea Cadets. Not at the moment. Well, that makes things easier. 03459. Ah. Now, a Milton Keynes woman is urging anyone who saw her being yelled at over a disabled bay to contact the police. Tracy Brown had just parked close to the point, kind of, you know, um, just near it, when a mo- motorcyclist shouted, swore, and took the mickey out of her disability. Tracy says the incidents completely knocked her confidence and made her anxious about going out. Well, Dave Oxley is the treasurer of uh, the Buckinghamshire Disability Service. Morning, Dave. How common are uh, stories like this? Uh, Good morning. Uh, Unfortunately, they're far too common. We're seeing more and more of our uh, members in Buckinghamshire uh, come to us and uh, ask for help. and the problem with this is that we don't see enough of the prosecutions that we would see for this, we feel we would see for this type of thing were it to happen after a pub night out and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, we're working closely with the police to try and encourage the prosecution of the abusers because if we see prosecution, then something might actually happen about this. What, what's the difference? Because I get stuff shouted at me in the street that's not very nice. Mm-hmm. Do, do we prosecute all these people or do we just go, oh, there's some idiots around? Um, well, it depends what, uh, it depends on the scenario. 
Um, well, I'm walking know, down the street and I'm called, I'm called a, a lanky, talentless twit. Sorry? I'm walking down the street. It's happened the other day and someone shouted, Oi, you lanky, talentless twit. <laughs> but with the, yeah. it wasn't the twit word. But do you see what I mean? People uh, shout, people are idiots and people shout stuff. Uh, yes, uh, but you know, we have these blue bays because uh, disabled people struggle to get out and about. And if people are abusing us and taking um, the mick, as it were, because of a disability or something, then that is disability hate crime and that should be reported. Um, OK, well, what happens when you do report it? That's the problem. We're not seeing many per, uh, prosecutions come through. Um, I don't know whether it's taken seriously enough by the police. From the ones we've spoken to, it seems to be. Um, but we need, we need to get these things reported to the police and we need to follow up on them so that we start to see the prosecutions and uh, try to change people's behaviour. But, it's, but uh, it's not just disabled people. Well, the thing I'm trying to say, Dave, is, is I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if as, a, if as a, is a society, as a generation, we are becoming too sensitive because I get stuff shouted at me because I used to be on the telly. This woman got stuff shouted <laughs> at her because she was in a wheelchair. No, 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 don't laugh because yeah, it hurts, yeah. right? She got yeah, stuff shouted at her because she was in a wheelchair. Hurt, but, uh, people get shouted at because they're black. People get shouted at because they're ginger. People get shouted at because they're small. And it's not nice. And every time that someone mm -hmm. does it, it hurts. But, I mean, yeah. do we really want to see these people in court? Well, is it acceptable? No. But do we then, really want to see these people in court? Well, maybe they get a warning from the police and it scares them into not doing it again. We need to do something because you're right. As society, we are becoming... We're becoming more abusive. I don't think we're becoming more no. sensitive. No, we no, 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 no. No, we're not becoming more abusive. That's we're, 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 how, do you, how do you rank that? How do you rate that? Well... That's a good question. I, don't I know remember, I grew up in the I, 70s I and 80s. More abusive no, because... Dave, we're not. I grew up in the 70s and 80s, right? And I'm going to yeah. say a phrase that's horrible, but I'm just going to date myself. 70s and 80s, kids in the playground are all doing, and this is this is what we used to call it, this is what, you know, mm -hmm. why we, we used to do spaz faces. We all used to do it, okay? Kids yep. now, kids now, they don't do that. And they would never do it. They don't. They don't have the reference. They know that that is inappropriate. So, as society, slowly, we're becoming more more um, tolerant of differences. We are up until a point, but there are still far too many people in society that aren't. And because society as a whole is becoming more tolerant, then those people that aren't are standing out more, yep. and those are the people we need to work on. Okay. So, what would you like to see done to these people? Well, in the, in the first instance, I'd like to see them uh, have a conversation with the police and have the, uh, how serious the crime is pointed out to them. Uh, and then I would like to see further education to the public going on about why we need blue, uh, blue, badge, uh, blue badge spaces and why these um, spaces are, uh, sorry, why people are using them. We've actually got a program running with the Wickham High School at the moment uh, to get information uh, signs put up in Wickham District Council around blue badges so that people understand the need for them. And then hopefully as we increase the visibility of the, the need for these spaces, we will start to see uh, a drop-off in these flashpoints at the blue badges. What do you mean flashpoints? What well, it, it's, it's, it's not uncommon for uh, this type of thing that happened to Tracy um, to happen. I get yelled at and I get uh, accused of being a blue badge abuser probably pretty much every week. Well, and hang on a minute. I, that means that, that, hang on a minute. That means that people know how important blue, badge, blue badges are and they want to make sure that those, those spaces are protected. 
Yeah, but I'm I'm a, I've got a blue badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I bet, I, I, I'm not for any second doubting yeah. you. But that means that people want those spaces to be protected. I'm assuming you don't look in inverted commas, whatever that means. <laughs> you don't look disabled. Uh, no, I've got a walking stick, and it takes no. me a good couple of minutes to get out of the car. Uh, I always put my blue badge in the window before I get out, and I still um, find either people have parked into it, or the most common one is I pull up and politely ask someone to move because they haven't got a blue badge. Um, and then I get yelled at because they were there first. And, okay. you know, it's, um, yeah, it's just another flashpoint. Well, I, th- Dave, thank you very much indeed. I, Dave Oxley, Treasurer of Buckinghamshire Disability Service. I, I suggested last week that um, perhaps we're a little bit too um, ready to sh- to shame uh, uh, and punish people who parked in blue badges inappropriately. I'm not saying we don't need blue badges, but then I had some idiot on, on Twitter who got beef with me because he's been on the show and didn't like what I said about him. He said, well, uh, you should be disabled for a day and then see how it feels. Well, no, that's not a very nice thing to say, is it? I just, I, um, what happened to this woman is awful. Of course it shouldn't happen, but I get shouted at. Short people get shouted at. Fat people get... Women we, get shouted women at. Women get shouted at. You know, I mean... And I don't buy that. I, I genuinely think that we're in a much better society. Playgrounds in the 70s and 80s were flipping horrible for people, uh, you know, d- d- with disabilities. Yeah, the, but the there's, also, there's also, you know, a kind of raft of people who will... Um, who, go, who are from the... I'm, I'm just me and you can take it or leave it and I'm going to say what I think, you know, at least I'm just being honest, Brigade, who are flipping rude. Those people don't like it when you're honest with them. <laughs> I had a woman the other day who <laughs> after the show funny, I did. Yeah, after the show I did, she says um, she just pointed out something that was wrong in the show immediately after the show, right? Something that was that was that was slightly wrong. It was a tiny thing. And she went, Oh, ignore me. I just I just like to I just I just speak as I find it. I just speak as I find it and I'm dead honest. I said, Well, do you know what? I am gonna ignore you because I'm one of those people that's really good at setting boundaries, so I'm gonna go and meet someone I want to talk to. Bye. Oh no, no, come back. Have I offended you? Well yes. no, I just I just want to talk to you, you plum. <laughs> right, let's get it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's been an accident anti-clockwise involving four cars just after Junction 19 for the A41 at Watford. It's causing a queue from Junction 21 for the M1 at the moment, although all the traffic is passing. It might need to be stopped shortly for the emergency services. On the one on the M1 southbound, it's very busy from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Luton. And the A421 standing way in Milton Keynes has some roadworks at the Bottledon roundabout, so expect extra del- extra queues there this morning. And in Waddesdon on the A41, the High Street's got some temporary traffic lights at the junction for Baker Street, so but that to be busy. There's no reported problems though on the train so far. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day Parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised by parents. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to loot and are to be unveiled today. Police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. A new figures show Luton Borough Council is among the top ten in the country for issuing fines to parents taking their children on holiday in term time. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
draws last night for Luton and Stevenage. Defeats for Milton Keynes, Dons and Wickham. MK Dons are down to 18th in the Championship after a 2-0 defeat at Huddersfield. Here's manager Carl Robinson. They've not played well to beat us now. We've played extremely poor. So we've got to liven up because if we want to play the way we want to play, our standards have to improve, our intensity has to improve. And we have, that's, the worst, that's the worst I've seen my team play for probably... Even into back of last season. Wickham are down to 10th in League Two after a third successive league defeat. Gareth Ainsworth's side lost 2 0 at home to bottom club Newport. We didn't do enough to score, not by a long shot. I thought we were. We were way short of, uh, of standards we've set recently and uh, and that's disappointing. So we'll be in tomorrow watching that and working on uh, what went wrong and put things right quickly on Saturday because uh, we need to stop this uh, this losing run run. Luton drew one all at home to Leighton Orient despite taking the lead through Jack Marriott. Here's assistant manager Terry Harris. It was a, a, a tough game. You know, the, the, any side of Ian Hendon's is, is, uh, is going to be tough. You know, they're, they're a hard-working side, they're organised. Um, disappointed with the goal we gave away. Pleased with Jack Marriott for the goal that we scored. And he, he obviously probably had a, one or two mm. other chances. And Stevenage scored a stoppage time equaliser through Brett Williams to draw one all at second place Portsmouth. Assistant manager Kevin Watson says they deserved the point. I thought we'd been terrific all night. We kept our shape well, we defended really well, limited a very good team to very few chances. The boys defended excellently as a team and you always felt that we were going to get another chance in the game. We're a big side now uh, with the bodies we have and it was a set piece that got us the goal. But, you know, I think thoroughly deserved on the basis of the way we played all night. And in the Champions League, Arsenal beat Bayern Munich 2-0. Chelsea drew 0-0 away to Dynamo Kiev. Tonight, Manchester City hosts Sevilla. Manchester United are away to CSKA Moscow. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at 7.
Guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So I was in the shower last night. I'd put the kids to bed, uh, and I thought I'd have a cheeky little shower. And um, as as uh, I uh, finished the shower, and I'd turned it off, and I, just as I was opening the shower door, this is an actual recording of my uh, my bathroom last night. I, I was no, there'd been more shrieking. There you go. There it was. That was it. That was it. It was like crack, 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 crack. My shower door collapsed. It, I post it on the Facebook page, but it'll get deleted. Um, but it was it collapsed and exploded all around me. It was unbelievable. So the shower is still full of glass, like glass. I'm cut to pieces, cut to ribbons. And then as I was stepping out of the shower, there was glass all over the floor, and I'm stepping. I was pulling glass out me, me feet, out my toes. <gasps> And then I'm brushing my naked body down, and there's little bits of glass all over my body. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. So I'd rather not. Well, so then I started looking online, and um, it got spooky. It turns out there are a spate of radio DJs having their glass shower doors break. Let's go through the list. Are you ready? Yes. First one. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Mm -hmm. Second one, Ryan Seacrest, American Radio. Now, admittedly... A spate of two. He's got 40 million followers on Twitter. Yeah. So I've I've tweeted him just to... I I, I had to put plasters on my feet, and I I, I don't know if he did. So I tweeted him, but isn't that that uncanny? It's, It's the curse, because we were talking about this yesterday. It's the curse. Yeah. The curse is happening. They're taking out the main men, aren't they? They they really are. They're going for the big guys. The glaziers. I blame the Chinese. The, the same day that the Chinese president comes over here and hands out loads of flags and T-shirts and caps to uh, the Chinese people. A coincidence? I don't think so. So this morning we're asking, um, uh, what's exploded in your life? Oh, for goodness sakes. Please. Uh, and also, so we ask 03459 455 555, what's exploded in your life? And it can be literal, metaphorical, metaphysical. 
Uh, and we're also asking, and I cannot remember why, Catherine will fill me in, um, what have you driven? Oh, yeah, because we had someone ring up towards the end of the programme yesterday who said she had driven a tank. Ladies and gentlemen, that's correct. We and I said, there. I'd been on one of these ladies' driving challenges too, and I've driven a fire engine, a digger, a tipper and a hovercraft. Well, then I said on Twitter, right, if you can combine both stories... Um, then, um, you know, you, you win my respect. I may have offered a prize. I think I was about to, um, to, to start get, getting ill. So then Tony Fisher, who works here, tweeted, Yeah, OK. I once drove a remote-controlled car covered in fireworks down a rabbit hole. Wowzers. Is that one of his quote-unquote jokes? That, no, I bet he actually did it. And no, Scott, I did not get any glass in any of my eyes, he's asking on Twitter. Thank you for your concern. No, I didn't. It was close. Very close. There was blood. Uh, so if you can combine the stories of uh, what have you driven uh, and uh, explosions in your life, 03 459 And it can be just like, you know, um, you, you know, a relationship exploded or a bottle of wine. It can be anything, anything at all. Anything at all. Oh. Um, Captain Calorie says, it's funny how Ian Lee saying it hurts when he gets abuse on the street Yet he's more than happy to poke fun at fat people. Um, when was that? Uh, Captain Callery, when, uh, when was that, boss? Anyway, go on. Have you got anything in the papers? They arrived late. You've looked at them. I've been too busy crying. Yeah, made in China. The cheers to drown protests. Oh, this the is Chinese, great. The um, Chinese authorities have got busted yesterday. Yeah. Because, you know, there was a, a protest as well. So there were loads of um, what looked like Chinese students who'd managed to gather um, on the Mall to welcome the President Xi Jinping, who has come to meet the Queen. And he was uh, driven past them in a gilded coach uh, with much fanfare. Uh, there was also the presence of Amnesty International there um, berating him for human rights violations. But people started to wonder how it, how it could be that you've got this spontaneous gathering of Chinese students in the UK, and they all seem to be wearing matching T-shirts and caps. How could that happen? They were on LBC. Yes, they go. Oh, it's, I won't do the voice. We're so excited, guys! It was like it was like um, it was like Beatlemania. We're so excited. The president of China's here. They've all got these red T-shirts on, saying "I heart China." Yeah, um, and caps as well. And then someone found a load of boxes, <laughs> not very far from where they were standing, <laughs> wrapped up. With the words diplomatic bag written on them. That's the only English word you can read. The rest of it's in Chinese. It looks like they brought their own fan T-shirts. They've been sent over by the Chinese president. He had them as his hand luggage. Still, the good thing is, though, um, that when the Chinese president goes back, those people can take off their, those shirts and those caps and know that um, their um, uh, families in China will be let out of that locked room, untied, the blindfolds will be taken off, and they'll be lo allowed to go back to their miserable lives. So that's good news. That's good news. And we can say that in this country because um, we have... Some human rights. Well, you say Some. that. You say that. I mean, for how much longer? They want to. Um, they want to be able to turn on my mobile phone and have a look at me down the the. Well, um, they deserve all they get, then, don't they? What do they call it? The uh, spy hole. The spy hole. Oh, <laughs> that's the spy hole music. Here we go. Um, see cadets. Not at the moment. OK, well, let me know when you do. <laughs> Three hours a day on social media is as bad for children as being bullied. Having been bullied, I would I would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> 
And heavy use of social media is as bad for children as bullying or a troubled home. Again, not experienced that one, but I would still take three hours on Facebook. An official report. And three hours on Facebook is hard going these days. Yeah. Uh, it found that youngsters who browse the internet for more than three hours a day were much more likely to be anxious or depressed. The study, used by the uh, from the uh, Office for National Statistics, adds to a large body of research showing a negative association between screen time and mental well-being. It says the evidence showed that children who spend more time on computers, watching TV and playing video games tend to experience higher levels of emotional distress, anxiety and depression. What they're talking about is children who spend too much time on their own, in their own heads, surely. That's, but that's books, though. Yeah, exactly. Burning books. Well, when are we going to realise that books are the devil's spawn? There's nothing to... Page books are th- good for you. The internet's good for you. Just read the right books and look at the right sites. Page three of The Sun has um, Beyonce... Um, Beyonce gives fans a glimpse of her pecs oh. as she's mysteriously accompanied by a chicken in a magazine photo shoot. Really? Devout, devout Christian Beyonce has dressed yet again like a prostitute. I mean, it re- it's... it's it, um, that's... Uh, that's uh, what, not a comfortable swimsuit. That's going to smart. It is. Um, what do they call it? A bum muncher. A hungry bum. That's it. That's what they call it. When, um, you know, it, it goes She up paid the... about £11 for that swimsuit. She's got £5 up her... Uh... I just think I like Beyonce. Jackson. I like Beyonce. I, I do. I've seen her in concert a few times. She's very good at what she does. She's good. I like. I like her. I, I like her songs. I like her. Dan, 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 dan. In fact, if I've got it on there, we'll play that it's next. Good. It's a good song. But she. I mean, it is like watching a, um, a sex show. And she's all this. Oh, I love God. I love my mama, my mama, my dad. She doesn't say that as much anymore, does she? Well, about the God or the mama and the dada. Both. Because okay. it's all about the JZ now. Ah. And the baby. Th- that would explain everything. Yes. Yes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M25 anti-clockwise involving four cars just after Junction 19 for Watford, so that's causing a delay at the moment from Junction 21 for the M1. The traffic is able to get by at the moment, but it might have to stop soon for emergency services. On the M1, it's busy southbound from Junction 12 for Flittick to 9 for Redbourne, and it's also slow on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. On the M11 heading into London, there are six mile queues approaching the North Circular Road because of an accident there, which has closed the lane just about half a mile before the split for the North Circular and it's causing a delay from the M25. In St Albans, it's looking slightly, starting to get busy between the Park Street roundabout and London Coney roundabout in both directions where the roadworks are. There's a lane closed each way there, so expect queues later on this morning. And there's no reported problems on the train so far. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Bear, bear with me, bear with me, please focus in, focus in. Go, 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 go. 6.46, uh, a decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day Parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised by parents. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today. And police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. Let's get the weather, here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather wet, grey and miserable start to the day, but it isn't perhaps feeling as cold as it has done recently. Temperatures at around 9 or 10 Celsius across all three counties at the moment. We have some heavier bursts of rain. It will gradually start to become a little more drizzly later on today, turning a little lighter in nature, uh, but it's going to remain rather damp. Maximum temperature up to 14 Celsius. I suppose the good thing to look at, despite the southwesterly breeze and the rain, it's not going to feel too cold. This mild air is making it 
feel reasonably warm. Overnight tonight, it looks like this, the rain is going to continue on its journey south and eastward. So behind it, it is going to be dry. Um, so middle part of the night dry, minimum temperature, double figures at 10 Celsius. So again, reasonably mild, but we'll see a bit of drizzle by dawn tomorrow morning as a cold front heads our way. But that will clear first thing on Thursday and it will be an improving picture through Thursday afternoon. That's your forecast. Oh, blimey, Kate, not you as well. We're all, we've all got it. We've all got it.
She wants him to, to page her. Well, she can't afford a mobile phone. She's Beyonce. No, the song was just a long time ago. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm sure you'd agree with me on this, Justin. Mm. That's the best song of the 21st century. I totally agree. And you know what? You have just brought back to me some fantastic yeah. musical memories. Good, White it's, Chicks. It's a good video, film. isn't it? Oh, oh what? Oh, yes. really? <laughs> yes, the, the video to the song was fantastic. Oh, but also, man, that video. there was this great dance-off in White Chicks, and that came on. The girls were on the dance floor. It was yeah. sexy. Yes. Best, the best, easily, and we can do this, the best song of the 21st what, century. Than, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh,
they used it primarily for pulling tree trunks out of the, out of the ground. So when you went home that night, you were telling everybody what you'd driven. You felt good about yourself, yeah? Oh, I certainly did, yes. Graham, you've yeah. driven a combine harvester. I have. Get in there. T- tell us your memories of driving the combine harvester. Very technical. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, very technical. Where were you? Take us back. Uh, I was at Oakland's College in Hertfordshire. Yeah? And how long were you driving the combine harvester uh, for? For about two minutes, just up and down as a mm. test drive, that's all. Do you still think about that on a... On a regular basis? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, yes. yeah. Great memories, thanks very yeah, much. Yeah, cheers, thank you. Jane, let me just describe this to our listeners. It's a, it's a black vehicle with tinted windows uh, and white alloy wheels. Classy. What have you driven? This, Cosworth's Land Rover. <laughs> What's your favourite drive of all time? This one. <laughs> VW Polo, yeah? It's not a Polo, it's a Turbo Golf GTI. It's not a polo. It looks like a polo. It doesn't look like a polo. It's not a polo. Very powerful stuff, Daily. Very powerful. Who knows to say? I mean, some incredible stories there. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> and for, the two-minute combine was my favourite. Uh, you've started a new phone as well. If you have any technical memories, 03 <laughs> 459... Four double five, five double five. Would love to hear your technical memories. Uh, Justin, uh, explosions. Yep. Can you take them to the street? Not literally. Blimey, yeah. it's not the nineteen eighties. Would you mind your explosion memories? Yeah. <laughs> yes, no please. worries. No Seriously. worries. That's up. There we go. Ah, oh, dearie me. We get. I think we get paid for this. I need to check. I've got a letter somewhere. Some of us it. do. Okay. Um, have you found anything in the papers? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I've just closed it again. Okay, um, open it. Let's, Daily let's, Express let's is doing a big expose on why you're never too old to wear leather. Uh, oh, well, we saw Rippon yesterday. Now, Angela Rippon. Angela Rippon. I don't mind the leather trousers heck. so much as the constant referral back to the 1980s stroke, 90s with the old... I mean, the hair thing that she... The ruffle. Ladies, let, let it go. Let it go. Sorry, I got distracted because I'm, re- I'm now... After, you know, I'm a different guy to the one I was two weeks ago. Now I've watched Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back. I'm kind of into Star Wars. Right. Not as much as my son who's getting right on my nerves um, about Star Wars. But so I'm, I'm reading about the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in that one? Yeah, I am. Is actually. it going to be good? Because the, the other ones, the other new ones are rubbish. No, nah, this is this is the bloke that did um, Star Trek. Right. I'm not watching this. Abrams. This is Abrams. Right. I'm never going to watch it. What is the rate? Does anyone know what the rating is on this new Star Wars film? Uh, Kelly, do you know what the rating is on the new Star Wars? Six. Film? Huh? Six. My boy's five. Uh, oh, doesn't matter. I'll just, I'll just um, draw stubble on his face. He'll get him. Little moustache. Yeah, exactly. He'll be fine. Because I want to take the boy to go and see it. I'll love it. Um, look, there's a picture of old Han Solo with a mullet. There's a Wookiee. You're really into this stuff, aren't you? <laughs> the, 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 the posh gay robot. Hello, sir. I'm terribly sorry, sir. I, I think we're going to die, sir. Oh, sir, you've spilled something. Uncanny. It's it's uncanny. Um, do you know what? I'm going to record my eldest doing his season. <laughs> oh, sir, I'm terribly sorry, sir. I think you spilt something. I think we're going to die, sir. Does that all the time, right? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident.
accident on the M25 anti-clockwise just after Junction 19 for Watford, which is causing a queue from Junction 21A for the M1 South now, although traffic is still able to get past at the moment. On the M1 Southbound, there are queues past Junction 10 for Luton Airport, and it's also busy on the approach to the M1 on the A5 Southbound from Markgate, from Linkchill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the A1M, it's very busy southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for the A602 in Stevenage, and it's also busy on the A1 Southbound approaching the Black Cat Roundabout, all the way back from the St. Neots Junction. There's no reported problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. So, what have you driven? What's exploded? Andrea says, I can join the near-death club. I flew out the back window of a car after hitting a pole and my head hit the pole. That's smart. Oh, I bet it does. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Remembrance Day row in Biggleswade, loot and M1 development to be unveiled and disability hate crime in Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day parade in Biggleswade is being criticised by parents. The Royal British Legion says it's made the decision for security reasons because the Royal Artillery will be taking part. More from Jessica Cooper. For the first time, 70 soldiers from the Royal Artillery will be marching through the town, which has prompted the Royal British Legion to change who's involved in this year's parade. Scouts, cubs, beavers, brownies and councillors are being asked to gather at the market square instead. The Legion has apologised for causing disappointment, but many people have been writing on Facebook criticising how the decision's been handled and asking them to reconsider. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today in a scheme which will also help finance a new stadium for Luton Town Football Club. Officials from the Football Club and the Borough Council will be at a property exhibition in London to promote the so-called gateway to Luton, starting with an office development which will employ over 3,000 people. Police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. 50-year-old Tracy Brown parked next to the point near Midsummer Place at around 3.30pm on October the 7th when a man on a motorbike angrily confronted her and mocked her disability. Dave Oxley is from the Buckinghamshire Disability Service. We have these blue bays because uh, disabled people struggle to get out and about and if people are abusing us and taking... Um, the mick as it were because of a disability or something then that is disability hate crime and that should be reported. China's president will continue his state visit to Britain today by signing a series of business deals that could amount to £30 billion. It's thought they will include confirmation of a landmark agreement by Beijing to invest in a new generation of British nuclear power stations. New figures show Luton Borough Council is among the top ten in the country for issuing fines to parents taking their children on holiday in term time. Over 2,000 fines were handed out in Luton, but the local government association has called for head teachers to be given more discretion. Robert Pickett reports. Strict new rules on term time holidays were introduced in 2013 and schools now report unauthorised absence to councils who are obliged to issue fines of £60 per absent child. The local government association warns that recent court cases in which parents have successfully challenged fines under human rights laws could make them unenforceable. 
However, the Department for Education says that missing the equivalent of only a week's school a year makes a child significantly less likely to achieve good grades at GCSE. In sport, in last night's football, Milton Keynes Dons lost 2-0 at Huddersfield, Wickham lost 2-0 at Empton Newport, Luton were held 1-all at home by Leighton Orient and Stevenage drew 1-all at Portsmouth. The weather, cloudy and wet, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Explosions, what's exploded in your life? What have you driven? People say my my C-3PO was 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 either Michael Caine or Frank Spencer. Get, are you having a laugh? Are you having a laugh? It was bang on, bang on. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five. Five, double, five is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can text 81333. Start your text. For, uh, now, some people in Biggleswade um, have been left furious to find that children aren't allowed to march during this year's Remembrance Day parade. The Royal British Legion says scouts, brownies and other groups will still be involved in the day's events, but can't take part in the parade alongside the Royal Artillery for security reasons. It's the first time 70 men from the army will be taking part. Chris Wells is a beaver leader in Biggleswade and has been involved in scouting for 14 years. Uh, morning, Chris. Good morning, Ian. Uh, what do you think about this decision? Um... I think I suspect it was a very difficult decision for the Royal British Legion to make. Um, and certainly I know that our young people will be very disappointed not to be parading as part of the event this year because that is one of the aspects of the event that they certainly look forward to. Is it the right decision? Um, I, so clearly I'm, I haven't heard anything directly from the British Legion, so I can only base what I know on what you just reported on the news and what's been said on Facebook. But if the reason for the decision is genuinely about the safety of our young people, um, then it must be the right decision. Yeah, I'm struggling reason. to find why anyone could be upset by a decision that's aimed purely at protecting kids. I mean, I can understand why you'd be disappointed, and, you know, if the kids have been looking forward to it, well, then uh, maybe there's some onus on the parents of bigging it up too much. But it's a decision designed to protect the kids. So I think it's really important that we do big up. I think it's really important that we do encourage the kids to want to be there and to want to take part. And I think the issue um, with this decision has been the way it's been communicated. So the news you just reported about it being a security and safety-related decision in connection with the Royal Artillery is not anything that we've heard from the Royal British Legion. That's not anything they've communicated to us. Um, all, we, all the sections these leaders have received is a letter saying um, that they don't want us to march this year in the parade. So if they'd explained their decision to us, then I'm sure... Right. Um, I can't. I'm, I'm struggling. Sorry, because I'm struggling to work out. I don't. I don't quite. I, I, you're sounding very guarded, and I don't know why. What do you think about the decision? I think it's a great shame, but I think if it's about the safety of our children, 
and it's a Royal British Legion organised event, so they are responsible for the safety of our children at that event, alongside us as youth leaders, then I'm sure they've got a good reason for having made it. Right. So, um, do you buy the line that it's, it's, it's a safety thing? Um, I, I'm not familiar with the way these events operate. I'm not familiar with the impact that having the Royal Artillery involved in the parade is going to have, so... So I, I honestly don't know. How do you think this could have been handled better? I think one of the key issues for me is is the communication. I think if we'd, and personally as a, as a Beaver leader, I've always in previous years received a letter from the Royal British Legion inviting my colony to attend the event. And thus far this year I've received no communication from ah, them at all. So you, you, you um, just assumed that everyone was going to be involved? Well, I've seen a copy of the letter that the guide Division Commissioner received. Right, but, so, but um, everyone has an assumption they'll be involved, but they have to be invited each year. Is that right? That is right, yes. Oh, yes, fair we, enough we, then. Well, then we, they can we do what they want. Every year, so we assume every year that we're going to get invited and we put it in our programme and we do our programme well, well in advance, as you might expect. Yeah, that's not and fair on the kids, is it? Three or four weeks, we build the kids up. The, this, this event's coming. We're going to be involved. This well, is what's going to happen. You shouldn't build and them up until you've got confirmation, should you, Chris? Well, I could take that option, but I won't see my beavers again now until the 2nd of November, because it's half-term next week. Right. So if I waited until I had confirmation before I told them about the event, then there's no opportunity for them to get The thing is, I never promise my kids anything is going to happen until I've got the tickets in my hand, I've got the day off work, I know everything is going to happen. And even then, I kind of say, you know, let's, let's hope that, that, you know, there's not bad traffic. I never promise my kids anything. It's a little... Because kids don't understand, do they, that things... Um, change and decisions g g can be moved and things can get cancelled. It's that adults get that, but young people uh, up to a certain age don't, do they? I absolutely agree, they don't. And it's a bit misleading to promise it to the kids when it's, it, it was is. it was never definite. It is very misleading to promise it to the kids and if it's never definite, but if the Royal British Legion leave us leave it this late to tell us about things, then we have a little choice. You did well. Have you not been well? I, d I don't really. It feels like a big fuss about nothing, if I'm honest, Chris. That's your opinion, clearly. I think um, I think our young people will be very disappointed. Yeah, because you misled right them. Up, I think you're right to put some of that blame on us as leaders. Um, but we've been involved in this event in this way for all of the 14 years I've been in Biggleswade. Yeah. And talking to some of my colleagues who've been um, involved longer than I have, we've been involved for 40 or 50 years, so... Yeah. I think the youth leaders would view it as a reasonable expectation that this year will be oh, the of same course. as last year. And adults and would. If it was going to change significantly, the Royal British Legion would have made the effort to let us know in good time that it's going to change significantly. Yeah. I feel sorry for the kids that have been kind of, you know, that they've had this promise by people who didn't have the authority to promise it. I feel really sorry for the kids. They, they, they must be disappointed. But they can still be involved, can't they? They're just not in the, in the parade. Is that right? Yeah, brilliant. Then you need to... They to be there in the, in yeah. the market square. So and I'm sure all of us will. Then you need, then you need to, fo yeah. Then you need to focus on that and make the kids feel even more special about being involved in that part. We do, and I am focused on that. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, Chris. Listen, thank you very much indeed. It's Chris Wells, Beaver leader in Biggleswade. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number, local and vocal. Uh, indeed. Peter's on the line. Morning, Peter. No, the Peter in... Uh, oh, it's Peter in Warmer Green. Morning, Pete. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about now? It's not just a little thing, really, because I think it's a sad state of affairs when we have to, for the safety of our children, 
not let them go on a it is sad. Day it march. Is, yeah, well, they're, they're still they're allowed to go and see the march. Uh, allowed... I appreciate that, but even so, it's still it's still a sad state of affairs where yeah, I'm sad for the safety of the children. And I I really believe that we should be as we were doing all the things we should yeah. do and. No, I nearly said bugger everybody else. But, well, you uh, did say it. You did say it. It, it, really is, it really is a sad state of affairs. Yeah, it is sad state of affairs. But sometimes um, I think it's... Do you know what? I was in an underground station in London the other day and I had an apple core and I was looking for a bin. There's still no bins in underground stations in London because of the IRA. That's yes, a sad. That's a sad. Sta- that. That's a sad but state people, of affairs. But you know yeah. what? You live. You learn to live with it. I put it. I put it in my bag. Yeah, Bethnal Green tube station. Many people died during the war yeah. with, a, with a panic. So uh, stampede. Yeah. So uh, you still go down the underground, and I. I you just got to do the things you got to do. Well, you go. missed the, you missed the point I was making there, but I don't. But I, I just, heard the point you was making. No, well, I didn't think things. you understood the point that I was making. You, that things you, change. You must things not change. Let, Sorry, but you must not let thugs dissuade you from doing yeah, what you want you're, to you're, do. You're, you're, you're right, you're right, but if there was a chance that some nut job comes along with a gun or a knife or whatever, I wouldn't want my kids in that procession. No, if that's the uh, reason, yeah, if that's the reason the Royal British Legion sad? have stopped it. But isn't that sad? Yes, I don't, but I, the, the two points aren't mutually exclusive. I wouldn't want my kids there. Yes, it's sad. Yeah, well, I, I I find it I find it uh, 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 little things are disappearing slowly but surely. No, Peter, come on, you're not are. like don't, that. You're better you than that. Yes, there is little things like slowly what? disappearing. Like what? Like our freedom to say what we like as We've well. We never. That's that's a, oh, I love this one. That's a myth. We've never had a freedom to say what we like. Oh, well, yes, sure we have. No, we haven't. Oh, yes, freedom we have. Of, freedom of speech is a myth. <laughs> It's never I, existed, Peter. Well, if if someone someone is thoroughly bad, yeah, you can say what you like about them because, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, as long as there's legal evidence to not, back that up, they're, they're not due any respect. As long as there's legal evidence to back that up, yes. Well, Here's something I learned the other day. Do you want to, and I heard this on James O'Brien. Credit where it's due, right? Because he was talking about freedom. I love the freedom of speech argument because everyone thinks they've got it. Don't exist. Does not exist. Uh, do you want to know one word? One word that will get you arrested if you shouted it out loud. No. You're in a, th- you're in a, a, a packed theatre or an underground station. If you go, fire! You'll get arrested for creating a panic. Oh, well, that's... that's Freedom... Well, hang on a minute. That's, that's one thing you're not allowed to say. Freedom of yeah. speech is a myth, Peter. Oh, you no, certainly it, can't it, come it, on here and say anything you want. You can do an extreme... You're talking extremes. That's ridiculous. Well, no, no, no. Well, well, talk- OK, OK. So you're, you're talking about freedom of, of speech, but within yeah. very clearly defined boundaries. Many people are thinking it. That's even worse. <laughs> but you're talking to Peter. Just to clarify, we've not got. We've, they've not clamped down on freedom of thought yet, yet. <laughs> but you're, well, so you're talking about freedom of speech within very clearly defined boundaries. I'm talking about freedom of speech, freedom to as you as you need to do in a democracy. But that well, that's but, but then already you've imposed boundaries on yourself. Uh, only because I want want it to be a democracy. Yeah, exactly. But for it to be, and a dem- I don't <laughs> want. I, I don't want tyrants from uh, legal tyrants to illegal tyrants. Let's put mm. it that way. Illegal, the illegal tyrants coming over here. Hey, China. Um, and, I tell you what. No, I'm talking about illegal tyr- tyrants in our um, um, government or 
out of the government. I don't okay. care who they are. If they're a this tyrant, is... I hate them. OK, well, OK. All right, Captain America. Um, this is getting very heavy for quarter past seven, so I'm going to ask you, Peter. <laughs> it what... really is. It's, but I enjoy, do, it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's much better than some of the music you play. It's imminently forgettable. What are you, what are you talking about? Some of the music that I play? I play all the music I play is excellent music. What on <laughs> earth? What it, on earth? It what's... does not clutter your brain. Let's put it that way. I tell you what, I tell you what. What's your favourite, favourite song? What's your flavour? What's your favourite, favourite song? What's my favourite song? Yeah. I don't really know. You, well, go on, name, name a song, name a singer, morning. name a singer, name a singer, and I'll, I'll play you a little snatch of them. Name a singer. Shirley yeah. Bassey. Shirley Bassey. Hang on a minute, let me get Shirley Bassey up. Diamonds are forever, if you okay. like. Oh, OK, there we go. Do you want to introduce it? Yes. Go on, then. Right. This next record is Shirley Bassey and Diamonds Are Forever. Bring it. Thank you, Peter. Uh, 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 uh. 03459 455 555. Oh, don't forget, we're recording obits, um, messages in the past tense for Kelly Betts, who's leaving at the end of this month, which is. Um, is that next week, Kelly? Is next week your last week? Next Friday. Ay, 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 We haven't got much time because she's got a lot of work to do and she's editing this package herself. So, do you want to call in with a tribute for Kelly? 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise just after Junction 19 for Watford. There was an accident earlier which is causing a queue from Junction 22 for St Albans now. All the lanes are open again but it's very slow. And on the M1, a lane's been closed northbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton because of an accident. On the A421, John Joe called to report a problem on the Bedford Southern Bypass in Kempston. There's reports of a lane being blocked westbound by a car that's broken down between the Branston Way and the Marsh Leaks roundabout. And looking at the speed sensors on the A1, it's slow southbound from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Seven sixteen. <laughs> so you heard that sigh. Sorry, that was just um that was my life force being expelled from my body. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day Parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised by parents. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today. And police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. And a very good Sunday morning to you. This is Mike Naylor. And we'll be exploring in this hour why the cow is a sacred animal for Hindus. But there is a way you can hear it all again. So many goodies. It should be illegal to have this much fun on a Sunday morning. There's minced beef, bit of nutmeg. What else? Parmesan cheese, salt, pepper. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Selective mutism, what exactly is it? It's something that occurs in uh, young children, usually of school age, in response to anxiety, more often than not. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. Welcome along. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. My name is Yasmin Khan. This track takes me back to the mid to late 90s. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. 
That was just for you. You said something about Texas. Yeah, we've got one through from James in, in Wolverton. Good morning, James. He, he says, how come a few weeks back Ian said he didn't like Star Wars yeah, and now he's acting like he's always been a fanboy? No, I, no, 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 no. Also, it's Wookiee is rhymes with bouquet, not rhyming with spooky. Also, it's C-3PO, not C-3PO. Okay. With a small pause between each. Gah, James in Wolverton. I'm not, I'm not acting like a Star Wars fanboy. I did preface my little Star Wars uh, piece, which I've been working on now for a couple of days. Um, all this stuff is, is, is uh, scripted. Here it is. Um, that um, three weeks ago, I couldn't stand Star Wars. I mean, I'm not obsessed by it. I, I think the films are a lot of fun. I don't think are. you remembered them. No. Because they are good. That, I wouldn't say good. They're a bit of fun. They're a bit of fun. I'm looking forward to Je- we're doing Jedi on Friday. We're going to have hot dogs and pizza, poppy corn corn, and um, it's going to be... You, uh, you know what you want, three lightsabers. Sorry? Three lightsabers in a scrap. Three lightsabers in a fountain. Yeah, should I get some lightsabers? Yeah, get some lightsabers. Oh, that, do you know why? Do you know an, a double reason why that would be awesome? Really annoy my wife. Mm. That would really annoy my wife. Yeah, so we're going to have um, hot dogs. We're going to have pizza. We're going to have popcorn. We're going to have um, sweet. No. Oh, flip. This is, I've set the popcorn. Say popcorn. Sorry, guys. I've set the popcorn alarm off. I'll be. One minute twelve. Apologies. She turned up the heat. Now the pot is getting hot. And then those popcorn kernels start to pop, pop, pop. Sorry, guys. I said the P word. I said the P word. Uh, and Oh, there we go. And uh, that's what happens. Now, a Milton Keynes woman is appealing for witnesses after she was verbally abused over a disabled parking space. Uh, Tracy joins us on the line now. Morning, Tracy. Good morning. What happened? Right. I, I pulled in to park, and uh, the next thing I knew, there was um, a stupid person on a motorbike right next to my car, trying to get his head in my window, um, swearing abuse at me with words that I wouldn't even say myself. Um, he, he scared me so much. I, I was shaking. Um, I, I phoned my husband. Um, he saw my, This bloke saw my disabled badge, and he said, oh, disabled you ought to be, and that's half my job done. Sorry? What, is, what does that mean? Disabled you ought to be? Yeah, um, the way I was, the way I see it. Yeah. Because um, he said I tried to kill him. Oh. I'd never seen him. Um, then. Oh. Had you, so had you, had you almost knocked this gentleman, had you almost bumped into this gentleman accidentally on his motorbike? No. Okay. Not, Not at all. You hadn't got close to him, you hadn't got any, because no, that, that's, that's an odd, that's an odd claim to make, isn't it? Oh, you almost hit me, if it's not yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then he said, um, oh, you are disabled, and that's half of my job done. The implication being he was going to disable you? Yes. Blimey. Um, and I sat in the car, I, and when I looked up, yeah. he was stood at the back of my car. Oh, blimey. Doing, taking my car registration or pretending to with a big grin on his face. Um, he looked like something out of Batman, you know, the the Joker with the big grin. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminds me. Did he have the white face? Of. What? Did he have makeup on? No. No. Funnily enough. No. no. Okay. All right. But then, um, after a little while, I got out, and one of the taxi drivers in the area I parked yeah. said he saw everything. I had done nothing wrong. And he did not know why this gentleman come over. Oh, he's not a gentleman. This no. bloke come over and had a go at me for no reason. And I was talking to my husband on the way in. I thought, I just want to get done what I've got to get done and get home. Yeah. And I said to my husband, you watch now. I'm going to walk in and he's going to walk out. And he did. So he started again. And I was on the phone to my husband, who was getting really annoyed. Yeah shall we say um, so I, I pressed stop on my phone and he was just going and going again so I walked in the doors and I just waited and I saw him drive off on the bike so I had got his number plate number yeah um, oh dear but nasty man the things he was saying was really nasty without using the, the any swear words could you tell mm. us what he was saying so I can get a kind of feel of just how unpleasant this gentleman was um, oh, God. He was saying words like, you are a... Sir? Yeah. A, yeah. C... Oh. T... I hate that word. Oh, blimey. Um, and... Write this down. Uh, uh, I'm a... You're, you're, a, you're a flipping um, illegitimate um, uh, um, uh, um, crust. Was was the that, kind of uh, that, yeah, was yeah. he then? Was he making reference to your to your to you being disabled as well? He did yes. What, what did he, he say about that? My, he, he, I put my disabled. I was putting my disabled badge up yeah. when he come up on his bike. Yeah. Um, and while he was on his bike, he was just revving it. I think he yeah. was trying to oh, dear. scare me more. Um, and he saw the badge. That's when he said, oh, you're disabled. You ought to be the way you drive. And that's half of my job done. Blimey. So he used that um, personally. Yeah. Um, you must have felt awful. I did. I, I, I was just shaking. I was crying. I, I just didn't know what to do. And um, I, when I got home, I did call 101. Yeah. And a PC came out to me the next day. Oh, well, that's good they came out. Yeah, but, but it was horrible. This this man was just... The way I see it, yeah. it's like he's got a problem with the world and the world ha- is, owes him. Yeah, we've unfortunately we've all met people like that. Unfortunately, you know, I've I've worked with people like that in the past um, that were, who are very angry and um, um, they generally they don't like themselves. That's why they, they, it's it's anger. Yeah. It's, it's, their self hatred is directed outwards. Um, how are you feeling now? Now I won't go out on my own. Oh, Tracy! I, it took me a while when this disability thing started getting worse. Yeah. It took me a while to go out because I felt a bit. Um, because I have to use an aid to walk. Yeah. I felt very uh, uneasy. 
going out. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. You feel a bit self-conscious, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I sort of overcome that, and then this happened, and now I won't go out again on my own, and it's, it's like a double whammy. You know, I was getting there, going out, and now this has happened, and it's put me back five years. And I just don't want to go out. I'm scared that I'll see him. Uh, Well, I'm sure everyone said this to you. The chances of you seeing that same bloke is possible. It's possible. Very, very unlikely. And I would imagine as well that if that unlikely event of you seeing him again did happen, he'd probably feel thoroughly embarrassed and not want to have anything more to do with you. I hope so. Yeah. It's not... But I still, you know, I'm I'm scared of anyone yeah. now. Yeah. Even at my front door, I'll let my dogs out to the door, and I'll say, "Who is it?" Before I open it, I never oh, used to be like that. No, of course not. I don't want to open the door now because I don't know who's there. Um, what did the police say? Um, because I had his number plate, which is a good thing. Uh, they're going to look at the CCTV. To oh, good. See it on yeah. there. And they asked if I wanted to get it out in the media, which I do. Yeah. I wouldn't want him to do this to someone that's more, in you know, worse than I am. Yeah. More frail, older, um, that he could do some damage to just by his words. Yeah. Or God help that they get out the car and he did something. Um it's not right. No, it's not right. And it's There's not no right that you should feel like that. There, there, no. there, there isn't. Tracy, I'm really sorry that that happened. And um, I'm really sorry that you feel so lousy. Um, here's a promise. You'll feel better after a while. I, I, I know that because you sound like you've, you know, you've, 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 you've been through uh, uh, tougher things than this. And I guarantee at some point you will feel all right and you will want to go out, do your shopping or go out for a lunch. You, you'll, you'll be all right. I, I can feel it in you, Tracy. Thank you. You sound like a very determined woman. Good, good, good. Well, then use that anger, channel that into something positive and don't let this little sod get the better of you, all right? Okay. Nice to talk to you, Tracy. Best of luck. Let's know how it goes with the police. I will do. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. There we go. 03459 455 555. What a nice lady. Do you know what? That's my that's my mum. Do you know what I mean? That that could be my mum that, that's been through that. You know, she's I mean she doesn't go out on her own anymore now, but she's but she used to go out with difficulties and I just oh it breaks my heart to think of someone speaking to my mum like that. Well exactly. Speaking to the, anyone like that. The you worst know. swear words in the world. And I know kind of uh, you know, you hear it on the radio and think flipping it, but imagine it being directed towards you from someone you don't know. She'll be all right. I, I can do you know what? You sometimes you just get a vibration of someone. She's a she's a tough old nut. She will she'll be she, she'll be all right eventually. She just needs to get it out of her system and channel the anger into being determined not to let this this idiot get the better of her. Tracy, thank you very much. Keep in touch. Let us know how it goes with the police. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there's a lane closed northbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton because of an accident. And there's also been an accident on the M25 anti-clockwise just after Junction 19 for Watford. And that's causing delays all the way back from Junction 22 for St Albans. On the A410 in Stanmore, London Road is partially blocked by an accident at Marsh Lane. And in Kempston, uh, John Joe called to say that the A421 Bedford Southern Bypass has had a lane blocked uh, westbound between the... 
uh, Woburn Road and the Marshallese Roundabouts. On the A1, it's very busy southbound from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day Parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised by parents. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to loot and are to be unveiled today. Police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. And new figures show Luton Borough Council is among the top ten in the country for issuing fines to parents taking their children on holiday in term time. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons are down to 18th in the Championship after a 2-0 defeat at Huddersfield, described by manager Carl Robinson as rubbish. Pass back by Carl McFadsey. He didn't see Naki Wells, and Wells scores. It's an absolute horror show from Carl McFadsey. It's got to go long. Oh, what's Martin doing? He's passed it straight to the substitute. Bojaz, Patterson with a chance to make it two, and two individual stupid errors from MK Dons players have cost them this game. Wickham are down to 10th in League 2 after a third successive league defeat. Gareth Ainsworth's side lost 2-0 at home to bottom club Newport. Not good enough tonight. Um, I've told the lads um, I wasn't happy with that tonight. We uh, we did OK in the first half but never really threatened uh, and, and weren't threatened either the other side. But, um, you know, it, it almost looked like we were waiting for something to happen. Something happened and uh, we've gifted him a goal. And, you know, the second one again is, uh, is terrible for us to uh, to give away. Luton drew one all at home to Leighton Orient, despite taking the lead through Jack Marriott, his assistant manager Terry Harris. We came out with very good intentions second half, conceded that early goal, it was a kick, um, but I thought we, we then got back into it and, uh, and then I said, we, I thought, here we go, we're going to push on now and, and uh, never didn't really, didn't really get that head of steam up really. Um, you know, but as I said, it, it, it's a work in progress. And Stevenage left it late to get a point at Portsmouth. It bounces to the box and goes in! Stevenage have got an equaliser, it's Williams who's got it! Brett Williams off the substitute bench! Can you believe it? Barra pull one back, 1-1! One, one. And in the Champions League, Arsenal beat Bayern Munich 2-0. Chelsea drew 0-0 away to Dynamo Kiev. Tonight, Manchester City hosts Sevilla. Manchester United are away to CSKA Moscow. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 8. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Stop, I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me Grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style 
Just keep moving on There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far, but you know it won't be long We're almost there and we've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. How many um, calls have we had wanting to express their um, gratitude and indeed concern at the loss of Kelly Betts? Kelly? One. What, who? Richard and Winslow. Oh. Very upset. Yeah, does he, does he want to come on air and record something? Probably. Okay. Well, actually, we're not that desperate just yet. Let's 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 just let's just wait to see if anybody who's um, let's just wait. Um, Catherine. Yes. Texas. Pam in Sundon Park. I too can join the near death club. 1976 oh. car accident. Yeah. Car did a few somersaults. A and lot ended up... of a lot of deaths in 1976. No seat belts in it. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Toters. Car did a few somersaults and and also they wouldn't have had that crumple effect. Yep. Car technology. Call me now. Car did a few somersaults and ended up on its side in the middle of a field. I got out through the windscreen, walked back to road. Car had pulled up and called ambulance. Poor lady was shaking like a leaf. Sat many, her down many and words, gave her a ciggy. Many words Hello. missing from text. I know. <laughs> English not complete. Me. Didn't know it, but I'd fractured my neck in two places. Good job at the time. Blimey. You didn't have to wear seatbelts, as they said it would have taken my head oh, off. Oh, I wish the ambulance people would give out more fags. More facts, please. Here's another one. Robin yeah. Milton Keynes. Just ordered three lightsabers, by the way, guys. What colour? Uh, red, blue and green. You checked who's who's, because I think you're Darth Vader. Vader, is, Vader is red. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the, Luke is blue. The, is, is blue and green is like probably um, Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi, so I'm going to be... Uh, I'll be Ben. I'll be Ben Kenobi. I think you should be Darth. Oh. I'm get... your father. I am your father, Luke. I am Darth Vader. Anyway, do you want a nunchuck story? Could you let me out of this box, please, Luke? <laughs> yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> Morning, guys. When I was young and foolish, I was messing around with nunchucks. Starts a lot of young men's Mate, stories. I've had so many head injuries because of the nunchucks I had that I used to practice in front of the mirror. The kid opposite <laughs> me, Darren, used to have ninja stars. Yeah, he was I had about ninja 14. stars. I had ninja stars. I had butterfly knives. I had three sectional staff. I had um, the the things you hold. Come up with they're called. They've got like a long metal stick with a point and then two little prongs there. I used to they're called have your eye out. Yeah, I know. My mum was nuts. Anyway, so he was messing around with his nunchucks and managed to hit an overhead fluorescent light, which exploded. Glass everywhere, including a big bit embedded in my wrist. Keep up the great work, guys. You make me chuckle every morning. Dennis! Good morning, Ian. You want to record a piece for Kelly Betts? I do. In the past... It's got to be in the past tense. Yes, I know that. Okay, where you go? She was a petite, beautiful young lady who grew on me. Can Can it not be sexually provocative at all? No, it's not that at all. She's a lovely young lady, and I would uh, be very sorry if anybody messed her about. Okay, well, right, do it again, but this time do it with feeling. Feeling, oh, right. Kelly, a beautiful young lady, a petite young lady who grew on me. Is that enough? It's quite creepy, Dennis, but that'll do. Thank you very much indeed. Gatford's on the line. Morning, Gatford. Morning. I'm 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 at my wit's end. I'm devastated. Okay. Don't, 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 we've not got into it yet. You know, we've not started it yet. So just 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 back away from the pathos. Um, yeah. You want to record um, an obit for Kelly? I've, who, I've got a poem. Uh, who? Uh, oh. oh Poetry on the radio. This is. I mean, what? Yeah. How, 
We don't. This is this is. I know it doesn't exist anymore, but this is his only gold. Right. Okay, but is it in the past tense? No, it, it, it's in the present tense. I'm no, doing it you, right now. Can well, you transfer it? Can you transpose it? Nice. So, so as if as if she's gone. And she's I'm dead. Doing it after, yeah? Not dead. Sorry, Kelly. That's, that's your surprise on your last day. Dead to us. She, Left. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay, Kelly, and this I'll, is genuine, I'll, right? We had loads of people at the weekend saying, "Okay, oh, why are you doing that thing about Kelly? She's going to go for two weeks and come back." No, she's genuinely leaving us. She's going to BBC Coventry and Warwickshire. She's not being. She's not dishing up the slops there. She's head of catering services. Head of catering services. Wow. She'll be yeah. choosing the chips, she, not not serving them up. So basically, instead of just having a tabard, she gives them out. She's in, she's chief tabard. Tosser. Wow. Now, okay, yeah, like, um, that, like um, that. He's you, tossing them out like that. That's all I saw. Right, okay, so you've got, but you've got to transpose it into the past tense. Yeah, so count, count me in. One, two, one, two, three, four. The time soon comes for parting. No, 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 and she's gone. No, 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 she's gone. Oh, well, no, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. No, the time soon comes for parting. She's gone. Let me help the you. Time... The time has come for parting. T- no, 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 that's present. Oh, okay, the time yeah, has been for parting. The time has come. The time quickly the time came for parting. Okay, the time quick, had okay. quickly come for... No. I'm worried about what's going to rhyme with that. <laughs> One, well, two, into the past tense. The time has gone for parting. And our time wasn't at an end. The rest of your life has started. No, 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 no. That's future tense. That's future tense. Everything, whether it makes. Hang on a minute, Justin. I'm sorry, mate. That's all right, mate. No A professional like you shouldn't have to wait for a slack caller like this to finish a rubbish poem that he can't even transpose into the correct tense. It's okay, mate. That's life. That's life. Well, you're a big, you're a bigger man than me, Justin. Because I'd be fuming now. Can't believe we're workshopping this poem live. I know you should be prepared, Gafford. I'd be back on the growlers by now if I were you, Dills. Yeah, I can only apologise. Right. Yeah, well, apologise to him then. Go. I did. I'm sorry, J Dog. That's all right. It didn't sound very sincere to me. Just, just listen. Yeah, yeah. He stood out in the chuffing rain for you. Mm, he stood yeah. out in the chuffing rain, getting wet. He nearly died because one of his lungs collapsed t- three yeah. weeks ago, and mm. you're making him stay in the chuffing rain, Gatford. You'll be ashamed be of yourself. Fair. To be fair, I've not got any control over the weather. One more go. <laughs> the whole thing has to be in the past tense. If it's not, you got you got a, uh, you got 24 hours to work on it. Otherwise, you're off the case. Huh? All right, okay. One, two, take it to the bridge now. The time soon was coming for her party. Speak to you tomorrow. I mean, flip it. Will nobody think of the children? Flip it. Right, same time tomorrow, we'll get Gatford on. He's got 24 (laughs) hours to work on that flipping thing. It's just got to be in the past tense. That's it. Oh, that was hilarious. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Kelly. It, it's almost as if we're being really flippant about a massive moment in your life mm. and an insignificant one in ours. And that's just simply not true. That's simply not true. I can get you free tabards. Oh, suddenly. Free tabards. Free tabards. Free tabards. Yeah, I'll have three tabards then. That sounds awesome. It sounds like a great deal. It sounds like a great She said three tabards. One each. Yeah, oh, oh, I thought it was a lifetime supply of tabards. My sister won a year's supply of Guinness once. Absolutely true. Year's supply of Guinness, right? You only need it once, don't you? It's, it's made of fish bones. I'm going to say something controversial. Yeah. When I was pregnant, yeah. I had Guinness in a Mars bar every now and again. Yeah, you're supposed to. It's good for you. It's good old for you. Old-fashioned what you should have when you're pregnant. Did you lick a bit of coal? 
No. Didn't need it. I had the Guinness. Cheryl Cole. No. Oh. Here's the thing. She wanted a year supply of Guinness. And I always wondered, how do these year supply works? And what it is... They is make that... an assumption about how little you drink. No, they give you a... They give you a um, she, I went round to her flat one day and she had loads of... Um, Racks of it piled up. They, they sent her about 350 cans of Guinness. That's what that means. This is an assumption. I mean, that was, that was a week for me back then. Didn't like Guinness. It's too heavy. Too heavy. Still, the widget is what. Um... Anyway, we're going off on a tangent, <laughs> Justin. Mm. Explosions. My shower yeah. last night exploded, and not in the fun way. It ex- honestly, I was I was in shock. You my side. I was. I, well, I did, mate. I'm, I'm yeah. one of you now. I've been yeah. to the dark side. Fighters. This is an actual recording of my shower last night. And I'll tell you exactly how I felt. I'll tell you exactly how I felt. One of them came up against me. I couldn't touch it. I was shocked. I was shocked. I was shocked, Justin. Honestly, I was shaking. And I was, um, anyway, we're asking what's exploded in your life. Yes, uh, explosion memories. And what I love about this job is when you go up to people on the streets. Sorry, yes, explosion (laughs) memories. Absolutely chucking it down with rain. And you go up to people on the streets saying, Excuse me, sir, excuse me, madam, what's your explosion memories? And they look at you as if you are absolutely crazy. However, some good stories, though. Yes, we have got some incredible stories. Here are people's explosion memories. Ben, tell us about your uh, your explosion memories. Well, I wasn't actually in the room at the time. My mate put um, some metal, metal stuff in the microwave. So I sort of left him to go and do what he was doing, went yeah. in the other room, heard an explosion, went in the other room and out the whole microwave and that was across the room. Just all in pieces? Yeah, it was like something out of a movie. <laughs> I didn't actually see the explosion happen, I just saw the aftermath. Oh, did he do it on purpose or was he just a Muppet? No, he was a Muppet. Yeah, he was just, he was just a Muppet, mate. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Oh, mate. Great explosion care. memories. Madam, the streets are a little bit too mean for my liking this morning. Not of attitude on the streets, leaves everywhere as well. Um, your explosion memories, what's exploded? Um, I was attempting to cook a uh, spaghetti and for some reason it just chose to, to explode. I have no idea why, it just did. Abbott, how's your vibe this morning? Not bad. Great. Abbott, your explosion memories? Yep, agony microwave with its shell on it. Does that, um, does that noise of the egg exploding in the microwave still haunt you now all these years on nope you've got over it yeah yeah thanks for your time no worries mate hannah your explosion memories yeah so i had bubble bath everywhere what happened just splattered all over the walls everything i dropped it on the floor (laughs) when it exploded there and then in the bathroom yep everywhere how long did it take you to clear it up probably about half an hour because it's so like oily and stuff i can imagine that being a really nasty explosion yeah it was horrendous (laughs) Thank you, madam. All right, thank you. Dealey, gold as always, my friend. Gold thank as you. always. If there's anything, well, Kath, what, we, what can we say? We've been—it's been a busy old uh, show this morning. Well, right? you've had glass in your foot. We could do the "Have you had China in your hand?" phone in. What? Based on the music you use there. Have you ever had Clever. China in your hand? Yeah. Got to be careful. Um, Don't push too hard. Um, let's. Do you know what, Dealey? Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to go dark? I'll go dark, yeah. No, yeah How dark not? are we going? Let's, let's see, who's, let's see who's, um, who's in a very s- select club, the death club. Who's, who's been Gee there and death. back? Who's, come, who's been there and come back? <sighs> oh, oh, oh. I don't know. I know, yeah. it's dark. No, no, you leave that to me. I'll come back with some stories. No problem. I'm on it straight away. Speak to oh. a bit. <laughs> the death club. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are delays on the M1 northbound from Junction 14 from Milton Keynes to 15 from Northampton because the lane's closed by an accident. And southbound on the M1, there are queues from Junction 12 for Flittick to 11 for Dunstable. Through the roadworks, it's looking very busy at the moment. On the M25, there are queues anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and 19 for Watford. And that's after a another accident after the at Junction 19 earlier. And on the A410 towards London in Stanmore, it's very busy because it's been partially blocked at Marsh Lane, which is causing delays on the approach. On the A10, it's also slow between Junction 25 for the Enfield at the M25 towards Cartage Lane through the roadworks. And in Kempston, the Bedford Southern Bypass has been partially blocked at the Marshleys Roundabout, which is causing delays there too. There's no reported problems on the trains at the moment, though. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Yeah, let's go Let's go dark for the last hour and 15. The, the near-death club, if you've... Uh... If you've had the Grim Reaper knocking on your door and you've uh, opened the door and said, you know what, nah, nah, I don't fancy this. 03459 455 555. Catherine's gearing up to tell us a story. I just want to give you the opportunity, Catherine, to think, is that story really radio worthy? I cheated the Reaper. Okay, okay. 7.47, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day Parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised by parents. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today. Please let it be a record shop. And police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. Let's see if she's still got a voice. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. I think it's just about there. Okay, it's it's got it's got it's getting. I'm I'm I think. See, I'm I about, think it's getting better. Oh gosh, bless you. They're being kind. I, I think I'm on my way out as well. Take it easy. Don't whisper. Whispering makes it worse. I've been. I have it on good um, authority. I see. I think whispering. You can hear me better if I whisper. Whispering means if your I... voice will go quicker and it will go for longer. Well, honestly, I've I, I've done much research. I wish you the best of luck. We've all got our fingers crossed. Thank you. I'll Thank jump you. in if you drop out. Away you go. All right. Thanks. Good morning. Uh, we've got quite a lot of rain around this morning. Some heavier bursts mixed in there as well. But gradually, as this warm front. Uh, sink south and eastwards it'll bring some more drizzle so it'll turn drizzly this afternoon eventually through this evening it will disappear south and eastwards uh, we've got a strengthening southwesterly breeze as well but it is feeling reasonably mild temperatures getting up to around 14 celsius a little bit later on this afternoon now it's all bringing in this warm front some milder air from the west which is why the temperature's not feeling too bad and overnight tonight it stays with us the rain disappears it stays mostly cloudy until dawn tomorrow then a cold front uh, moves across Process as well, bringing us some light rain and drizzle for tomorrow morning. But the minimum temperature staying in double figures, so quite a mild night, 10 Celsius. For tomorrow, that rain will disappear again and becoming drier and brighter through tomorrow afternoon. We may even get a little bit of sunshine as well. Maximum temperature for Thursday, 14 Celsius. That's your forecast. Did it. You, you did that one. You've got another one to do, Kate. Good luck. Hang in there. When you need local news. The headlines, serious injuries for Bedford cyclist and heritage windfall for Luton Museum. When you need local travel. M40 southbound, one lane blots, and it's queuing, two lorries and a car involved. When you need local weather. Lots of sunny spells around, um, more sunshine developing, of course, plenty of blue skies as we head into the afternoon. BBC Three Counties Radio is here. Bedfordshire police are defending plans to halve the number of community support officers in the county. With local up-to-date news and travel bulletins throughout the day. You get your travel. After Paul Young, wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. You'll always be up to date. That's the forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
don't get this text. You got the text from Barry, Catherine. Barry from Hemel. Can you read it? Because I don't get it. Right, hang on. Let's have a look. Barry from Hemel. Yeah. Can you kindly explain how someone manages to record their shower door exploded? Yeah. It must be someone so vain that they film or record themselves in the shower right. or a setup, says for, Barry and Hemel. First things, uh, first things first, Barry. This is, this is what happened in my bathroom last night. There we go. Yeah, that was loud. Absolutely true. This is this is my sh- I'm a, I, and I'm just there holding the shower door handle, going, it's "Oh blimey!" But it's just sort of smashing over and over again. Well, uh, and then I, and then and then Gosh, this is me careful, walking you... through the bathroom. Right, I don't film myself in the shower, Barry. I'm not a pervert, all right. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not Chuck Berry. What kind of pervert? Imagine someone filming themselves in the shower. A sicko. A demon. I don't video myself, but yes, I have audio recorders in all of the key rooms in the bed. I'm not vain. I don't have it in every room. In all of the key rooms of my house. That really is a lot of glass. Including the living room, the kitchen, my bedroom, the kids' bedrooms, the loft, the dungeon, the garage. The red room. The red room, the shower, the shed... And in various parts of the garden. There's a lot of glass. And, and on and on it goes. I'll, I'll, I'll save you from the misery of, uh, of the rest. It gets a little bit sweary a bit later on as well. Because at that point, we were very I'm, quiet actually. I, I was like, um, um, Kane at the end of Kung Fu. Mm. You know, shock though, isn't it? That does that. Kane at the end of Kung Fu. You know when he has to, um, he has to walk on the rice paper. You know, remember Kung Fu? Yeah, Kelly? vaguely. But remember I don't... Kelly? Remember Kung Fu? Oh, grasshopper. No. Do you remember that? No. Kane, right? He was learning Kung Fu. He was, basically, he was, um, he'd le- he was a Buddhist, he was like Shaolin Buddhist um, monk, and he learned Kung Fu, and then he was in like the cowboy days. I don't know how that worked, but then he was in the cowboy days yeah. in America. But it would flash back to him talking to Grasshopper, who was like his blind old Kung Fu teacher. Yeah. And he'd, it would show him doing Kung Fu tests. And some of the Kung Fu tests, he had to walk across rice paper and not, because he'd get sweaty feet. And so the rice paper sticks, but not to a Kung Fu monk. And so it didn't stick to his feet. So he'd walk across that, and I was kind of, what the point I'm making is I was kind of like that with the glass, except it was sticking to my feet. It wasn't just sticking to my feet; it was sticking in my feet, and it hurt. So you weren't really like that at all. No, but then after that, I then went. He had a, I had a massive brazier, a Jeff brazier that was on fire, mm. and I picked it up with my with my forearms, and I carried it a hundred yards, and then I dropped it, and in the snow, and then I put my arms in the snow, and then the doors to the temple were shut, and then I was free to go on my journey. No, hang on. That's what happened to Kane. That's another mm. thing that happened to Kane. Sorry, I didn't do that. I, I then swept up the glass with a dustpan and brush, which Kane probably would have done if they had dustpan and brushes in old Shaolin monk times. So, um, virtually yeah. the same. Very, 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 very similar. Mm. Chris is on the line. Do you remember Kung Fu, Chris? <laughs> yeah. It was good, yeah. wasn't it? David Carradine. Yeah. David Carradine. He wasn't a Chinese man, and he didn't know Kung Fu. Is she crying? You're right, Chris. Wait. Hey, I'm sorry. All right, if you want to pretend he was a Chinese fella, you can do. No, no, Kelly's gone. Oh, you should do a bit about Kelly. Shh, 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 shh. All right, here we go. In the past tense, it's Shouty Chris doing a bit about Kelly. Things will never be the same now that little girl's gone. You didn't treat her as well as you should have, but she was always a little ray of sunshine. Now, when I'm coming in in the morning and the stars are twinkling, I will always think of Kelly as the brightest star up there. Molly, you haven't got anyone to make your tea and boss around. You should have been better to the girl, but wherever she is, I hope her wings have spread and she's having a good time. (laughs) Thanks for your input, caller. Let's go to Ken in Luton. Morning, Ken. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ken. My recent explosion. Well, Catherine's just sent me a picture of her as um, Princess Leia. That doesn't help things. 
That's after you've had a curry and a... Thanks very much indeed for your, your contribution, caller. I'm not sure if that was a part of the phone-in or if that was part of your obit package. Put it in the obit package, Kelly. It probably makes more sense. For the second year running... What, what the hell is happening to this show? You can hear cackling, cackling Catherine through the, uh, the uh, non-soundproof, soundproof glass. For the second year running, Luton Borough Council is amongst the top ten in the country for the number of fines issued to parents who take their kids on holiday and term time. Figures obtained by the Press Association suggest over two, just over 2,000 fines were issued in the last academic year. Well, it's down to individual head teachers whether they want to issue a fine. Bodrell Amin is a secondary school teacher in Luton and a uh, member of the uh, NUT. Why are there so many fines in Luton, Bodrell? Is it because um, there are slack parents or there are firm head teachers? Uh, hello, good morning. Uh, just to make it clear, I'm speaking on behalf of the NUT this morning. Um, well, I'm glad is, you made that clear. Thank you. <laughs> I don't Thanks, know. Yeah. Okay, but okay. Carry again. With reference to the question, why are there so many fines in Luton? Slack parenting or tough head teachers? Well, uh, uh, the NET at its annual conference uh, voted against fining parents who take children from. Is this is this time. sentence going to answer the question, Bodrell? Or is you going to tell me NUT the NUT manifesto? It will answer the question if you if you just allow me. Uh, to answer. Um, okay. Our, our argument is that the regulations unfairly impact on working parents, especially the low paid. Now, if you look at the demographics of Luton... doesn't uh, feel like of, it's answering the question. ...of Bob, working right? parents who are, who are low paid in, in Luton. And as a result, um, they're being caught up by this regulation. Right. So that's probably one of the reasons why... No, Bodrell, no, uh, what you've told me there is you've told me the NUT manifesto, and as I predicted, you didn't answer the question. I'll ask it one more time. Why do you think the figures are so high in Luton? Is it slack parents taking their kids out during term time, or is it tough head, headmastering and headmistressing? Well, it, it, it's neither. It's, it's the regulations. Um, if you no, look at the regulations... No, no, no Bodrell, Bodrell, the regulation, no, Bodrell, Bodrell, the regulations are across the entire country. Luton is among the top ten in the country. So, obviously, it is uh, that more fines are being issued in Luton. I'll try one more time, Bodrell. Why do you think Luton is having so many fines? Is it because more, there are more parents taking their kids out of school or because the head teachers take this more seriously? Well, one, one of the potential reasons why, why Luton could be... Um, uh, why there's so many fines issued in Luton is because a number of, a lot of our parents uh, are born abroad. Um, so they, they could be taking their children on holiday, um, and as a result... Why does, where they're bo- why does where they're born have anything to do with it? Because what it, what it is, parents are, are taking their children on, on, on holiday to, to countries uh, quite far away in Southeast Asia, for example, in Pakistan and Bangladesh. Right. Well, why, uh, and, as, and, and as a result, the, the regulations will impact on those parents. So you're, so you're saying the regulations are racist? No, I'm not saying the regulations are racist. Then I don't what understand saying, what, where they're born has got to do with it. No, what I'm saying is a number of our parents will, will go on, on holiday um, and they, they, unfortunately they're not able to afford uh, going no. on, on holiday during the school holidays. But that's there. across the country. Lots should... of parents can't afford it, Bodrell. Well, this is what we're arguing. The, the, the NET, this is what <laughs> we're arguing. We're saying that the regulations <laughs> unfairly impact uh... on work. I think you're making a very simplistic... Uh, um, I'm asking. I'm asking here, the question. It's either it's either it's either the parents' no, fault or the head teachers' fault. Yeah, but that's a very simplistic argument. You say well, whose fault is it then? It's neither. It's neither the parents' fault. It's neither the head teacher. It's the regulation. It's the law. 
Yeah, and that's what you need to understand. It's the no, law. But, no, but Bodrell, Bodrell, you're Bodrell. Are you a teacher? That's what the fault lies. Are yes, you a I teacher? Yes, I am. What do you yes. teach? I teach IT. Right, OK, well, then you should understand this very simple thing, right? There's a top ten of places that do really badly, where, where there are more fines issued, right? So saying it's 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 the, the, the there are obviously more places that get fined than other places. Okay, Luton is in the top ten, right? The policy obviously applies across the country. It, it's a really simple question: Are there more parents taking their kids out of term time in Luton, or do you think head teachers are treating this more seriously than they do in other parts of the country? Because, and here's a qualifier: because it's down to the head teacher's discretion, isn't it? Well, the head teachers um, need to. If if they, if if parent does take a, a child during during the term term time, then head teachers will um, issue a fine, which is issued by the the local authority. But in effect, what's happening is parents are taking children out during the term time. As a result, there probably is a a high degree of fines here in Luton. But what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to give you a context as to why. This is the case. Okay, Bodrell. Thank you very much indeed. I was just trying to get an answer to what I thought was, was a really simple question that would then have allowed us to um, to continue the conversation. But um, um, you know, thank you. Ah, oh dear, Bodrell Ammon, secondary school teacher in Luton, member of uh, the NUT. I'm I'm none the wiser. None the wiser. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 in both directions. Northbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton because of an accident earlier. All the lanes are back open again though. And southbound there's a lane closed between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable. That's in the roadwork section so it's making it busier than usual there even from Junction 13 for Bedford is where the queues are starting. On the A5 it's busier southbound in both directions through Dunstable. It's busy between Horton Road and the Brewers Hill Road. And the M25 anti-clockwise there was an accident earlier at Junction 19 for Watford. It's still a little bit slow but it's much better than it was earlier. On the A40 into London it's slow from the Swakeley's roundabout in Uxbridge towards Gypsy Corner in Acton past North Holt in Hanger Lane and in Stanmore on London Road that's been partially blocked by an accident at Marsh Lane. Samantha the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I don't fancy doing a phone-in on kids school holidays pair. I don't, I don't really... Life's, life's too short, so let's, uh, let's carry on with explosions and have you ever cheated death, shall we? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Remembrance Day row in Biggleswade. Luton M1 Junction plans to be unveiled and disability hate crime in Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day parade in Biggleswade has been criticised by parents. The Royal British Legion says it's made the decision for security reasons because the Royal Artillery will be taking part. Chris Wells is a beaver leader in the town. I think it's a great shame, but I think if it's about the safety of our children and it's a Royal British Legion organised event, so they are responsible for the safety of our children at that event alongside us as youth leaders, then I'm sure they've got a good reason for having made it. 
Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today in a scheme which will also help finance a new stadium for Luton Town Football Club. Officials from the Football Club and the Borough Council will be at a property exhibition in London to promote the so-called Gateway to Luton, starting with an office development which will employ over 3,000 people. Police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. 50-year-old Tracy parked next to the point near Midsummer Place at around 3.30pm on October the 7th when a man on a motorbike angrily confronted her and mocked her disability. Now I won't go out on my own. It took me a while when this disability thing started getting worse. It took me a while to go out because I felt a bit, because I have to use an aid to walk. I felt very uneasy. I sort of overcome that, and then this happened, and now I won't go out again on my own. An armed robber has forced a woman to open the safe in a shop in Aylesbury by holding a gun to her head. He struck just after half past eight on Monday evening at the one-stop shop in Meadow Way. Jane Killick has more. The robber stopped the woman outside the back door of the shop and put what looked like a gun to her head. He ordered her into the shop and told her to open the safe. He stole a large amount of cash. The man is described as white with a large nose and stocky. He was wearing light-coloured clothing and gloves and carried a hold-all over his back. He spoke with an Eastern European accent. China is expected to confirm today that it will invest billions of pounds to build a new nuclear reactor in Hinkley in Somerset. It's one of several deals that will be signed on the second day of President Xi Jinping's state visit to Britain. New figures show Luton Borough Council is among the top ten in the country for issuing fines to parents taking their children on holiday and term time. Over 2,000 fines were handed out in Luton, but the local government association has called for head teachers to be given more discretion. Councils are warning that many see the system as punitive and unfair. In sport, in last night's football, Milton Keynes-Dons lost 2-0 at Huddersfield. Wickham lost 2-0 at home to Newport. Luton were held 1-all at home by Lake Norient. Stevenage drew 1-all at Portsmouth. The weather, cloudy and wet, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, So, we're asking, what have you driven? Explosions, and have you cheated death? 03 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Any um, Texas tumbleweed? Let's have a look. Hey. Uh, well, some rude comments about um, what happened in the last five minutes. <laughs> well, uh, Simon's news bulletin. How no, dare they? How no, before that. Dare they? Before that. Oh, Tammy's travel. Yeah, no, fair play. No, That's a good before point that. Um, well, Justin's package about... Um, no, after that. Anyway. Ah, yes. I nearly blew up the chemistry lab at university, if you want me to call with the story. Yes, Robin Bedford, we do. 
Thank okay. you. Well, that's that's great. Um, hi, back in the late eighties. Uh, this is from Jay. I had a relent Robin. I think he means a reliant Robin. Three well, they three wheelers. Oh, they were great. Yeah. If you turned a corner too quickly, they flipped over. Uh, you used to be able to drive them on a motorbike <laughs> license. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. It was, it was electric, wasn't it? Anyway, he says. Anyway, I pulled out of a parking place story. at some shops in Welling Garden City, and the whole car burst into flames. Ooh. Melted the doors to the car doors shut. I had to climb out of the window. Dukes, Dukes of Hazard styling. And as I got out of the car, it kind of exploded as I walked to the phone box to call the fire brigade. I bet that looked cool, apart from it being a three-wheeler. Great times. Great you know, times. walking away from an explosion always looks cool, doesn't um, it? Uh, Peter, stay there. Let's go to Rosie first. Morning, Rosie. Good morning. Good morning. What you got for us? Um, well, a <clears throat> couple of things I've driven, and I've got a little tribute to Kelly. OK, fellas, let's do the driven things first. OK, first of all, penny farthing. Well, no, 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 no. I'm s- no. What, you can't drive that? No, mate. You ride right, it. Exactly. Did, it have, did it have an engine on it? No. Right, then you rode it. Yeah. Did you, do you drive a horse? Hello? <laughs> do you? No, you ride them. So I'm... Right, fr- a I'm duck. What? I drove a duck. What, one of those aqueduct things? Yes. I mean, all ducks are aqua. You mean the yellow things? No, I mean the big tank. Well, yeah, it was yellow, actually. Big yeah, yeah. tank, but it goes in the water. Yeah. The one that members of the public can go on. Yeah. We're not allowed on them. No, because there have been some nasty accidents. Yeah, are you not allowed on them? And who said you're not allowed on them? Me. Oh, you said you're not allowed. Why? What is it with you women saying we're not allowed on those ducks? They look like fun. Well, they drive through the town and they go to the river and me and the boys are going, oh, we want yeah. to go on that. You're never going on that. Well, look, I've not banned it, but I just don't fancy it. I fancy it. I want to feel what it, see what it feels like to be on a vehicle that's on land and then without getting off that vehicle and getting onto another one, going on the water. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think boats are rubbish. Well, yeah, boats... Um, they don't um, go as fast as cars. It's cold out there. Yeah. Normally, you mean the ducks... I, mean, oh, I can't stand ducks. She makes a good point about boats being rubbish, but I'd love to know the transfer from solid to uh, wet and, and mushy yeah. um, without changing vehicles. But we're not allowed to because, yeah, there's been there's been two instances in, what, 50 years of duck what, history? in the last year? Not really? in the last year. They, that happened years ago. One was in Liverpool and one was in London. Years oh, ago. Oh, was that's was... okay, you can go to America and do it. Exactly. Do you know what I've been on? I do, actually. One of those um, Gentle Ben boats. That was good. Oh. They go fast. <laughs> You've been on Gentle Ben. Leave, Gentle that, Ben's leave, boat. leave Shaggy alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. want to do a tribute to Kelly? Yeah. Away you go. Yeah. Okay. She was the best assistant producer that Ian could afford. She took the calls and ran the show. But in the end, she got bored. Right. Why is everyone doing poetry? What the flipping heck is and this? What was that voice? I think I think she was doing your voice. But I'm dead. And also, you're not an assistant producer. You're just like what are you, Co- coffee? Tabard. Coffee? Yeah, that is my. Thank you. Yes, that's please. My actual name. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, see cadets. Not the moment. Let me know if you do. I will. <laughs> I need a word with them. Um, Peter's in Luton. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to say, Peter? I'm just going back to the families taking their children out of school and getting fined. Um, I'm so frustrated with that guy earlier. I wanted to say one thing, and that is, it's the parents' faults. That's why we're getting more fines in Luton. Um, well, well, it, well, it's not... Look, the question... The, <laughs> the question is, for want of repetition, you know, it's down to the headmaster's, headteacher's discretion. So in some, in some schools, I would imagine that they turn a blind eye to it. Yeah, but you've got to be over an intelligent... A parent where you could actually just say, well, my kids are not well. Oh, so or you lie. could be uh, honest and upfront 
and say that I'm taking my kids out of school. And then if they, you lie they, and your kids like, come, like, if you lie and you cut your kids come back with a suntan and Mickey Mouse is, then um, yeah, you can't, it's going to kind of be obvious. You can't you can't get kids to lie because kids always t- up until uh, from about the age of fourteen onwards, maybe not so, but younger than that, they will always tell the truth. Yeah, but you know, all us parents want to have a holiday, right? And we're all stricted as well. So yeah. schools stricted in their six weeks holiday, yeah. and us as workers are stricted in what days we can have off as well. Yeah. So to be honest, with you, we're going to take them out of school because it suits us. It suits our holiday. Don't have a, don't and have a holiday or go go. In the fight. Don't have a holiday or go away for weekends. Well, no, you need a holiday. That's what we no, all work for. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't, you don't. No one needs a holiday. Why it's, not? It's a luxury. It's like telly. No one so needs on, a telly. So telly so is luxury. Okay. So, okay, when you're at work, okay, you're working all day. Yeah. You must take certain breaks at certain times. Um. Is that no, well, well, I, my job is not particularly yeah. normal. But the, my, no, hang on. You, you're not being as clever as you think you are. My job is not particularly okay. normal, and I don't. I don't really have breaks. I come in at about five, prep the show for a little bit, do the show, stick around for an hour, an hour and a half, then I go home. Yeah, but you, how many hours do you work? Well, I don't know. What five until what about let's say eleven? What's that? Six hours on this, and then I do other jobs. It? You know, when, when people are doing like eight to ten hours a day. Yeah completely different, isn't it? So, yeah, so why, are him, why are you bringing in... Why have you, why have you brought my job into it? Because I don't understand. I understand. I understand. People that work full-time, yeah. you know, they have to have their breaks... The yeah, lunch break. Yeah, lunch like, break. Their lunch breaks and stuff like that. So, obviously... What's this got to do with holidays? For weeks and weeks and weeks on end, why shouldn't you have a break? It's, it's compulsory, because if you don't take your holidays... No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's yeah. Okay, you can take you can take your break, but but uh, you're talking about holidays. You're confusing yourself, yeah. Peter. We're talking about holidays. It's no, no, a, a no, holiday. No, no. A holiday holidays. going away is a luxury, just like the TV is. TV's a luxury. Holidays a luxury. Don't go away, though. Do that. Right, ah. and and so most people might stay at home for a week. I don't. Know, I, I've got no idea what your Peter, what your point is, Peter. I'm not but sure you have. Is, point is, you need a holiday. Everyone will take a holiday. No, no, no. Everyone doesn't take a holiday, and you don't need a holiday. It's nice to have them. It's luxury. Okay, so those people that can have a luxury, then, and take a holiday, when their holidays are based around the kids at school, they will take them out of school. So, therefore, the school will find them. Okay, or or, or not take the kids away. That's that's another option. Okay, or not take the kids away, or give the kids a break, because I'm at home. I want to do something with my kids. Yeah, brilliant. We'll do it. You do it. Pick them up after school. You go out in the evenings. Do stuff over the weekend. It's it, it, it's. You shouldn't just be taking the kids out of school because you've got a week off. Why? And there, Peter. Wait, so want, there, Peter. So sums up. With, there, Peter. You sums up. I think that you when you're on holiday. Not really. No, I want mind a bit of peace and quiet so I can do some reading and watch some films. <laughs> Peter, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455555. Holidays. People don't get this, right? A holiday is a luxury. I mean, going away. A break from work? Yeah, of course, we're all entitled to that. Most of us are entitled to that. Um, But actually going away, that's a luxury. And if you can't afford it, or you can't tally, tally it in with what the kids are doing, tally it up, tally it in. What am I trying to say? Tally. Thank you. Tally up. Um, Then... 
you don't have that holiday, and that's that, and that's fine, and it's unfortunate, but it's fine. When I was a kid, I, you know, it never hurt me in the 70s, we went away, I can count between the age of, of, of like, three and 15, I can think of three, maybe four summer holidays in 12 years. One of them was abroad. The other, one was, in, one was abroad, one was in Swanage, one was in Cornwall, there may have been another one in Cornwall. That's it. Here's That's the thing. It. Here's the thing. The parents like going on holiday. I don't think the kids care where you are as long as you spend some time together. Tell them about your pot of opportunity. Oh, yeah. You see? This year we were going to do a staycation. It didn't work out quite that way. We went away for a long weekend. Ken, stay there. We we're to. going to come to you after the travel, Ken. We'll do the thing about British What we decided this. instead was Thank some you, of the money we would use to go away, <clears throat> we put in a sort of kitty and we um, planned days out and what would happen is we put a load of different um, notes with the na- names of days out and some things cost you know money and other things didn't others cost very little you know like teddy bears picnics things like and that and you fixed it so the girls chose no, we didn't what you fix wanted it at all. to no oh, but right, everything in the pot was things right. no we didn't we okay. did honestly we no, no, didn't no, fix no, it at all they, they might be listening we would we didn't fix it at all. Oh, we no, put they're the, listening. No, they would, we didn't fix it at all. So we had like, you know, we went to see the dinosaurs at the um, Natural History Museum, all that sort of stuff was all in there. And then there were some bigger things like Peppa Pig World or Legoland, which never came out. Uh, and it's still in there. Maybe we'll do it one weekend. But anyway, the kids would pick something out the night before and that would be what we would do together that day. And the, the, it was brilliant because we spent uh, time and together. And it is brilliant. And it's not all about money. Uh, I know it gets busy in the summer holidays. but um, aside, We camped in the back garden. Camp in the back garden. Camp downstairs. in the. Have a, what we do, we have a movie night and we build a den and we cinema, sleep downstairs. Mummy Cinema, we did that. Um, the, the Science Museum, I know you've got to pay to get there and stuff, but the Science Museum, the Natural History Museum, all the big museums in London are free. Take them to Tring. That's an amazingly there's, weird there's museum. All of that go- and then you go, you go and get a cricket set. You know, you go and play, you, you make a, you, you have a game of cricket in the in the park you know for a thing. And I would rather do that than go on some rubbish, like nasty weekend, guys, uh, long week in flipping Tenerife, a where you holiday you're scooped up at, together with everybody else. A holiday is like a TV. They are luxuries. It's nice to have them, really nice to have them, but that, but they're luxuries. You can't afford them, or you can't fit them in. We don't have them. Hey, that text ending 626 about explosions. Call that fella back. I want to speak to that person. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there are delays southbound because two lanes have been closed in the roadwork section between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable, so it's adding to the usual roadwork queues with a tailwork from Junction 13 for Bedford. On the M1 northbound, there's also delays between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. That's after an accident earlier. And in Dunstable, it's busier than usual in both directions between Houghton Road and Brewers Hill Road through the roadworks there. On the M25, it's very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 26 Waltham Abbey and 23 for the A1M. And in Beaconsfield, Amersham Road has queues southbound between Longbottom Lane and the London Road. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. And look, I'm, I'm, I realise I'm in a privileged, privileged position. I work six hours a day on this. Sometimes I do other jobs. I'm, 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 I'm doing another job tomorrow. I'm driving to Totten. Generally, though, this is, you know, this is what pays the mortgage and feeds the kids, right? So I do this. And I'm lucky enough that I get home and I, I get to pick up the kids from school sometimes, and I get to see them. And you know, on on Sundays I don't work, and I get to hang out with the kids. And I realise I'm in a very privileged position, and I'm earning a few quid. You know, I'm doing all right. But um, and I can time my holiday at the moment pretty much when I want as long as I you know, give advance notice but 
I've had jobs where I couldn't do that. I've had jobs where I've had to miss out on holidays. And so it's half term. Starts tomorrow, I think, for a week or two weeks, however long it is. I'm not going to be around for that. I'm not going to be around for that. You know, holiday, a going away holiday is a luxury, guys. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five eight seventeen. These are your headlines: a decision to stop children marching at the, the Remembrance Day parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised by parents. Uh, major plans to redevelop land at Junction Ten of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today. And police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. The big story today is about the National Health Service again. For nearly a hundred years, the BBC has been informing, educating and entertaining audiences across the UK. On all of our frequencies, there's commentary on Luton Town at home to York City. And every 10 years, there's a government review to consider its future. The BBC Trust, which represents the views of licence fee payers, would like to know what you think about the BBC's ideas for its future. To have your say before the 5th of November, call 0800 06 80116 and request a questionnaire. Calls are free from mobiles and landlines or visit bbc.co.uk slash tomorrow's BBC. I don't know why I pressed that. I don't know why I pressed that. It was just, I felt compelled and it made me jump. Ah, dearie mate, 034. It turns out we are doing a phone in about school holidays. I'm, let's not, let, I don't really want to focus on our, you know, teachers and head teachers and parents. We can talk about holidays generally. They're a luxury, right? You know that, you know that. Um, and it's nice to have them, but you're not. In, we're not entitled to go to Euro Disney. We're not entitled, we don't have an entitlement to go to Eviva España. We're not entitled to go and see Father Christmas in Lapland for three days in December. You know, it's it's a luxury. And if we can afford it, if we can afford it, beautiful. If we can get our holidays to match up, beautiful. But it's not. Grant's on the line. Morning, Grant. Oh, good morning. How you doing? Um, I'm all right, thanks. Oh, 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 are you the gentleman that texted in? Oh, I did, yeah. Right. Yeah. Listen, okay. Listen. Now, now, guys, this is where it, this is where it gets serious, and we all uh, we all get a little bit humble. Uh, I, I had a. Sh- <laughs> I feel silly saying this in front of you because I know where you're going. Um, I had a shower door, uh, and in my pathetic life, Grant, it was terrifying. Right? I had a shower door okay. exploding on me yesterday. Glass everywhere. Got, got a few nicks and yeah. stuff like that. We're asking, um, what explosions have you witnessed? And we've had to think about a car exploding and um, a bottle of wine exploding. What explosions have you been involved in, Grant? Um, well, they're all they're, they're all military based um, in Afghanistan. Normally, uh, there's a there's a little town called Goresh just in uh, in Afghanistan, which is uh, near Bastion. And I was um, I was driving through there um, at a time we shouldn't really be going through because <clears throat> there's a particular point in the day where where suicide bombing is more active, and it's usually around the sort of morning time, mid morning time. And uh, we were driving through, and uh, there was a white car coming on the other side of the road, and he. He was driving at a normal speed, but then he uh, changed lanes and went to hit the vehicle in front of me. I, um, he missed, and then made a beeline straight for our vehicle. And then um, he sounded like he was stuck in second gear. But um, I had enough time to see that his hands were attached to the steering wheel. He was squeezing something down. I think he had pressure pads on the steering wheel. And uh, he managed to approach the vehicle. And uh, he, I shot him a couple of times, but then he... He managed to roll far enough to go bumper to bumper with us, and then he just functioned. It just turned like um, a 50-meter radius around us into a massive fireball, 
and uh, there's two little kids next to us. They got completely vaporised, and there was um, uh, we were all fine in the vehicle, absolutely fine. But um, yeah, that was it. You know, his brains up my arm, all the rest of it, and that was the end of his life. Yeah, I, 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 I hope you don't mind me just saying we're just going to step away a little bit from the the um, the colourful description, just because we've got young ears listening. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We've got young ears listening, and I know sorry, that this sorry. is no, no, no. I, listen, don't apologise. You, you know. Thank you for going through that for us. I appreciate it. But you know, we oh, no, kids... no, no. I didn't go through it for you. Oh, well, who did you go through it for then? Oh, I just don't know. It's just, uh, it's just my life. It's just uh, well, yeah, exactly. responding to experiences. I didn't consciously choose to be in the army when I was born. No, it's just how my well, life how, is. How did you? Up. Well, how did you end up in the army then? Uh, well, I did pretty poor in school. I spent a lot of time playing Doom 2 and building levels for that, and then I got... <laughs> building the levels for it, well done. I didn't really Good know work. where my life was going, so I thought, oh, you know, uh, I might as well just join the army and see what's going on there. I'm, I'm an author now. You're a what? Uh, I'm an author. Oh, have now. you anything published? I have a book called Caliphate. It came out on a Tuesday. Oh, but I'm um, here And, and uh, well, uh, I'm assuming we can, we can buy it in all the usual, the Amazons and the whatnots. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, it's not available for print yet, but if you're uh, if you're part of the electronic crew, you can buy it on Kindle certainly. And it, what is it fiction or is it you know your your story of what happened? Uh, it's fiction. It's just a fictional book. Um, but I've drawn my from my experiences, you know, and um, uh, it's a big exercise in moral philosophy about you know the oh this is you know, this is by the by, but yeah, if you fancy it, so it's a good little fictional read. Go on, give it, give us give us your surname again, Grant, so people can look look for it. Uh, it's Bayless, Grant Bayless. All right, and the book's Caliphate. The electronic yes, book is Caliphate. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah. that's um, that's brought us all down to earth. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us this morning, Grant. Thank you, and good luck with the book. Oh, no, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Again, apologies. I'm just, I'm just, you know, just because there was some very descriptive language that you may have had young ears listening and stuff like that, but, um, you know, he, he went through that and he saw that and... Um, Boy, oh boy, oh boy, doesn't that make you think? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number, and kind of appropriate now that we're talking about the Royal British Legion after that. A row is brewing in Biggleswade over claims children have been banned from marching in this year's Remembrance Day parade. The Royal British Legion says the Royal Artillery are marching this year, and for security reasons, it's best that the Scouts, the Brownies and the other groups don't. Instead, everyone will gather with their flags and uniforms in the Market Square. Well, Ken Lynch is uh, a member of the Biggleswade branch of the Royal British Legion. Uh, when did you hear about this, Ken? Well, I heard about it yesterday when one of your people rang me and I'm absolutely shocked that that decision has been made because the thing is this, is that I belong to the Royal British Legion up to the 1st of October. After hearing that last night, I'll be phoning the headquarters of the Royal British Legion to bitterly complain about that decision and as a member, I was a member when they made that decision and nobody's contacted me. Number two, last week I went to I went to London to um, the uh, Edith Carroll Remembrance thing where they put the wreath on her thing. And who did I bump into? John Crisford, National Chairman. Had a brief word with him, and he said, how are things going? I said, very well. And it was a very short thing. And I spoke to some of the Royal British Legion people there, and what was there? Some youngsters from schools. Right. right, but the but the issue here is Ken. There's going to be like proper soldiers and stuff, and that 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 I guess, I, and I don't know why they've done this. It could be argued that this is an overreaction. That someone in the Royal British Legion has decided that that um, that might pose a slight risk, and they don't want kids to be involved in what might be ever well, so slightly risky. 
can I just tell you that I've been covering the um, remembrance parades in Sandy and Biggleswade for the last 50 years, right? And I can assure you there's absolutely no danger or anything because all they do is march along and they have their leaders with them. Well, you don't know, Ken, Ken, you don't know that there's no danger because there are nut jobs out there. There's what? There are nut jobs out there. Jobs. Nut jobs. So you don't know that there's no danger. There is no danger. You don't know that, Ken. No, they are supervised by the leaders who are qualified people. Yeah, well, if the leader... Um, with the greatest of respect to those people that are in charge of the Cubs and the Beavers, if some, if a nut job runs out with a knife or something worse, then the bloke that's leading the Beavers isn't going to be any use, is he? Well, so are you saying then that somebody from the public is going to attack them? I'm not saying that for one second, Ken. I'm not suggesting that's going to happen. I imagine it will be a very peaceful protest, uh, the peaceful march. But someone somewhere perceives that there is a threat, and you cannot say 100% that there is no threat. Well the, well, the police are there. The police are there. They're always there. I always see them. And the thing is this. I think somebody has made a decision, and the great thing is, of course, is, is that the, these young people, right go to this ceremony to uh, get involved with it. And they're still going? That gave their lives. They're still going? Hmm? The, the young people are still going, they're just not marching? Well, the thing is, they love to march. The parents love to see them march. They're of course so, they do, but it's not... <laughs> they're so oh. proud of them. Yeah, well, they can be proud of them when they all meet up in, this, in Market Square and they've all got their uniforms on and there's, like, a, whatever ceremony and service will take place. Yeah, well, you, yeah, your argument is good, but what I say is that when they're marching along, they, they're so proud and they do enjoy it. And, of course, it could be that the, this order has come from headquarters. I don't know. OK. So you don't know who made, who made the decision, then, in, in the Biggleswade branch of the, the, the RBL? Made that decision, but the thing is this, did they consult the parents of their intention? Well, it's got nothing to do with... Well, with the greatest of respect, um, they told the parents they don't want the kids marching. They don't, want, they don't need to ask their opinion. Well, put it like this, if they did it in Sandy, well, they wouldn't get away with it. Why? What would happen in Sandy? Well, in Sandy, they have a wonderful parade, the Cubs, all the little kids that are in these organisations. Do they have soldiers in Sandy? Sorry? Do they have a load of soldiers marching in Sandy? Uh, no, no. Well, then that's the... And, and that's the point, Ken. There's a load of soldiers marching. A load of soldiers marched through Luton recently, didn't they, Kath? When was this? This is the Royal Anglians, wasn't it? You have it? to speak up a bit. <laughs> it was uh, the Royal Anglian Regiment. You'll remember this, Ken. Sorry? The Royal Anglian Regiment marched yeah. through Luton and there was a little bit of argy-bargy, wasn't there, with, yeah. some, with some dodgy people? Yeah, and you wouldn't want kids being subjected to that, would you? But no, no, the thing is, it's nice to see them come along, but they can go in the parade, because last year, when they did a wonderful parade in Biggles Way, they had everybody there, the door is open to anybody, and the thing is, is that they, what they should have done was consulted the parents, because the parents are obviously upset. OK, right, Kent, listen, thank you very much indeed. 03459 four double five five double five. Catherine? Yeah, it was in tw- 2009 that happened right. through Luton. People got arrested. I, I, I think people are choosing to hear what they want to hear this morning. Right. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the 
M1, there are delays southbound because two lanes are closed between junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable because of an accident. It's causing severe delays because it's in the roadwork section, which is causing a queue right back from junction 13 for Bedford. And it's also slow northbound past that stretch because people are slowing down to look. On the M1 northbound between junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton, that's easing off. There was an accident earlier causing some queues, but it's moving much better now. And on the A5, though, in Dunstable, it is very busy in both directions between the A505 and Brewers Hill Road. On the M25, there are queues anti-clockwise from Junction 26 Fourth Abbey to 23 for the A1M. And on the A40 Western Avenue, it's very slow into London from Uxbridge at the Swakeley's roundabout past North Holt and Hanger Lane towards Acton. On the train, so there's no reported major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day Parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today. Police are appealing for information after a disabled woman from Milton Keynes was verbally abused after parking in a disabled bay. And new figures show Luton Borough Council is among the top ten in the country for issuing fines to parents taking their children on holiday in term time. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Draws last night for Luton and Stevenage. Defeats for Milton Keynes, Dons and Wickham. MK Dons are down to 18th in the Championship after a 2-0 defeat at Huddersfield. His manager, Carl Robinson. They've not played well to beat us now. We've played extremely poor. So we've got to liven up because if we want to play the way we want to play. Our standards have to improve. Our intensity has to improve. And we have, that's, the worst, that's the worst I've seen my team play for probably... Even into back of the last season. Wickham are down to 10th in League Two after a third successive league defeat. Gareth Ainsworth's side lost 2 0 at home to bottom club Newport. We didn't do enough to score, not by a long shot. I thought we were. We were way short of, uh, of standards we've set recently and uh, and that's disappointing. So we'll be in tomorrow w- watching that and working on uh, what went wrong and put things right quickly on Saturday because uh, we need to stop this uh, this losing run run. Luton drew one all at home to Lake Norian, despite taking the lead through Jack Marriott, his assistant manager Terry Harris. It was a, a, a tough game, you know, they're, they're, any side of Ian Hendon's is, is, uh, is going to be tough, you know, they're, they're a hard-working side, they're organised, um, disappointed with the goal we gave away, pleased with Jack Marriott for the goal that we scored, and he, he obviously probably had a, one or two mm. other chances. And Stevenage scored a stoppage time equaliser through Brett Williams to draw one all at second place Portsmouth. Assistant manager Kevin Watson says they deserved the points. I thought we'd been terrific all night. We kept our shape well, we defended really well, limited a very good team to very few chances. The boys defended excellently as a team and you always felt that we were going to get another chance in the game. We're a big side now uh, with the bodies we have and it was a set piece that got us the goal. But, you know, I think thoroughly deserved on the basis of the way we played all night. And in the Champions League, Arsenal beat Bayern Munich 2-0. Chelsea drew 0-0 away to Dynamo Kiev. Tonight, Manchester City hosts Sevilla. Manchester United are away to CSKA Moscow. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin at nine. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field. Gone fast with a girl named Bo. Somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV 
do is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine. I don't think that's a jokey. Um... Okay, so we're talking about explosions, okay? Uh, because the shower door exploded on me last night. Uh, and it's taken a very dark turn, and that's fine, and that's groovy. Now, Scott in Welland Garden City has, has, has sent in a text. I don't think that's a joke. It's just the addition of maracas yeah, gets I know. My... I know, because it's such a specific yeah. memory. It, I'm taking this on face value, Scott. If, you, if, you're, if you're having a laugh, then you've got one over, one over on me. Well done. I think this is genuine, though. Go on. Do you want to read it out, Kath? Yeah, go on. It's... Uh... It's two explosions, all right? Right, here we go. I grew up in London when the IRA bombed the Docklands in 1996. It blew my front door off its hinges. I remember it distinctly as we had not long gotten back from dropping my mum at bingo and my dad had sent me to sit on the stairs as I'd woken up my three-month-old brother by playing a set of maracas in the front room. <laughs> Scott in Wellington Garden City. It's such a bizarre twist yeah. at the end that it just sounds real. It just sounds like one of those really weird memories that as a, as a kid kind of just... Lodges in your brain a little bit. Have you seen what Martin Dunstable's written? No, go on. He says there'll be far more security around the troops marching in Biggleswade. A risk assessment would be carried out, and the police would advise the Legion this is to protect other persons against a perceived terrorist threat. Well, this is the thing. I don't think it's about the soldiers. I think it's about anyone marching with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, I just, I just don't think you should promise kids stuff that you don't know is definite. You can't assume that. Well, we did it last year. We must do it this year. Well, why don't you make a phone call and just say, can we just confirm? You can't. Even as adults, you, the remembrance parade, they do. I mean, they do expect to. It happens year after year, and I think it's a reasonable expectation. But I don't think you should promise it to kids if it's not. If you're, if you're waiting for, if you wait every year for confirmation, as that guy said that they do, then you've yeah. got to get the confirmation. You can't maybe, promise the kids it's going to happen. Maybe they're always slack. What, the, the, With the, the confirmation. Oh, the, the, I think it sounds like they are a little bit. Um, Richard's in Dunstable. Morning, Richard. Good morning. Hi. What you got for us, boss? Uh, just, well... Um, the, just, just, uh, just, sorry, just, uh, just, uh, sorry, Richard, to interrupt. Just a PS from that text from Scott from Welling Garden City. I promise you that's true. Okay, well, in that case, but in that case, Scott, you, you, you got me. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm 100 behind you. Yes, Richard. Right. Basically, how long are we going to have marches? Because with the lack of funding for police, and we are, Bedfordshire itself has not got enough police officers now. How long can we um, protect marches by various individuals? It's not going to happen. But my my other point is what. Uh, um, was said a few minutes ago yeah. is that, uh, that uh, people were arrested. There was a there was a a bunch of people shouting, screaming abuse and and threats uh, that were not arrested. Right. Um, I think there was a couple of people. I and I think I'm not sure, um, but uh, they. I don't know if they were members of the you know the One Brain Cell Brigade, the EDLBMP or whatever they're calling themselves this yeah. week. But the fact is that the, there was a group of people that had been marshaled together, or they'd marshaled themselves, um, hurling all these uh, words that were in clearly breach of the peace, that were not arrested. 
And we know what government was in power, and we know who runs Luton Council. Um, but they say the only two sops that were arrested were a couple of guys that got, I understand got incensed by by this uh, lack of um, of uh, law that was not being enforced at the time. You know, um, you know, it's pretty pretty sad state of affairs. And uh, this is what we've got to realise, as I say, in future, the police won't be around to protect people because there is not enough of them. And this is what needs to be got through to politicians of both classes. Well, the great scheme of things, I mean, uh, if we're going to make cuts to police funding, uh, uh, getting rid of marches will be kind of near the top of my list. Well, uh, yeah, At the moment, we are we live in a democracy, and um, we are allowed that freedom at the moment. But the fact is, the police are there to protect the protect uh, the citizens. Someone's made a bringing it back to this story. Bringing it back to this story, Richard. Someone's made a decision that it won't be safe to have the kids marching with the soldiers, and they're doing it. And I take this on face value. If I'm if I'm wrong, you know, then then someone show me the evidence. We're taking it on face value that someone's made this decision. It will be safer um, not to have the kids marching along with these soldiers. Sounds all right Um, to me. Yeah, well, um, sad. Sad that that's the case. But if it's done to protect the kids and those people around it, then we have to go along with it. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. As I say, again, there's not enough police officers in in Bedfordshire. Well, yeah, we know to, that. Yeah. To protect people anyway. Yeah. Um, you, um, you know, let's be frank about it. I can remember a time when it was Luton Police and Bedfordshire Constabulary. They had their own police force. If you've got to withdraw officers from the streets of the rest of the county to protect people from Begglesweyde, yeah. um, it's 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 not a, a done thing. But the but the point is. Um, there, 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 there are troublemakers. They are not being held to account for their actions, um, and you have certain political parties that um, play on that fact. Well, I don't know. I, you, I, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just push it a little bit further. You're, 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 I feel like you're holding back from saying something, Richard. I, well, you're, I, you're being slightly oblique. Be, well, be, be, yeah, okay. I'm not allowed to, basically, because. Um, although we're supposed to have freedom of speech right. in this country, we don't have freedom of speech um, in this country. That's a myth. But I'm going I'm to well, allow you to we, say, we, you know, um, I'm going to allow you to say it on this show. Say it on this show. What what, what is it you're you're avoiding saying? Right. No, I, I'm I, I am saying that there are certain groups of people at certain times do not get held to account for their actions. For example, just say it. Say it. Um, there are people that of a certain religious sect. Say it. No. No. Well, I, I don't. No, know. Well, then, 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 then you're you... prepared to. I, I am. Why are you I, not prepared to say it? Why are you? Why are you? Why are you kind of just dodging around? I know what you're trying to say, right, but so I don't know why you're not saying else. it. But, yeah, but, is, but why won't you, you just say it then, Richard? I'm not going to be branded a racist. I'm, I'm not, not branded, branded you a racist. No one's branded you a racist. I don't well, know why not you're yet, not prepared there, to say it. But uh, no, I'm, don't tell I'm me to I'm shut up because I because it's not all it's not all of of, of uh, those people that do it. There are certain, you know... There Richard! 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 Please, first of all, don't tell me to shut up. Secondly... I didn't say shut up. Well, OK, in that case, you, I heard it, but if you didn't, then that's fine. Well, I didn't, no. In that case, I apologise. Secondly, just just what you're saying is not racist, so I don't understand, and this is part of the problem, this is why right. there are divisions. Say what you want to say. Right, basically what I'm saying, that there are groups of individuals... No, no, always, no, it say it. It's not always Jews. It's not always Church of England or Romeo and Catholic. Say, right, Richard, I'm going to say it for you, right? And tell me if I've got this wrong. 
You're angry that some Muslims are allowed to go on the street and say stuff and they don't get arrested, but white English people uh, who, who, who kind of counter that, they might get arrested. Is that what um, you're, you're avoiding saying? I am saying that there are groups of individuals... Is that, that what you're avoiding saying? No, well, I'm... Because I'm, I'm not branding I'm, you a racist. That's not a racist thing to say. Well, it's... it's <laughs> it is perceived so these Forget days... Forget the perceivers. You, you, utter, you, you say... You, you say black and you, you're... You're branded as No, racist. you're not, though. You're not. And this is the problem. You're not You're not branded a racist if you criticise uh, black people. We talk about black-on-black black crime. We talk about stop and search on black people. You're yeah. not a racist if you criticise certain elements of the Muslim community. We're allowed to do that. And this whole thing that we're not allowed to do that is a myth that's perpetuated by people like Nigel Farage and all these, these kind of right-wing people that say, oh, you can't say that. Yes, you can say it because no, you've not said not anything racist. By Nigel Farage, it's, it's perpetuated by the Labour Party. No, it's not. It's not. It's not it perpetuated by. Where, when have the Labour Party said you can't say you can't talk about some Muslims blowing people up? When have oh, they said come that? On, no, yeah, Give me an example. Give me an example where the Labour Party have said you can't criticise Muslims. Who brought in the laws about um, ra- racism? It Fantastic. Great. That's got nothing to do. With criticising Muslims, it's it is everything to do with race because they 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 enact the law. As Fantastic! They see it. It's wonderful! It's wonderful! We've got a law that stops people being racist. Great! Wonderful! Right? right. But, you but, saying but, that some Muslims um, create trouble is not racist, so you wouldn't be affected by that law. You see that, don't you, Richard? I no, sorry, it, it don't work that way, unfortunately. Yes, it does. It does, and that's the it problem. You've been brainwashing, thinking you it doesn't work that way. You are arrested, and it's and it's. And what it's have you, you said this morning? For speaking the truth. You, you don't. You don't get arrested. You don't get arrested for that. If you go around saying all black people are murderers and drug dealers, and we should go out there and we should shoot all black people, that's racist, yeah. and that's inciting violence. You're yeah, not right. saying that, are you? No, I'm not. And it's not great we have a law that, stop, that, 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 um, that doesn't stop people saying that, but it holds people to account when they do say stuff like that, because that's nasty, and you wouldn't want to say that, would you? No, I... I, I no, no right, I okay. would not. Right, OK. I, so say, if you I wanted to say... If I, in all communities. I'm sure... Yeah, there we go, that's the great line. The if I want to say... If I want to say... Do you know what? Some Muslims are suicide bombers. Not all of them, but no. some of them blow up, uh, have blown up trains and around the world they're creating trouble. Would you think that that was racist and that would get me arrested? I, in some parts of the flume, depends who, the, who no. what council, no, council it wouldn't. leader is in charge and of that's, the time. And that's the problem, Richard. That would not get you arrested. And, and but you you perceive that it would get you arrested, and there is a group of there is a group of people that perceive that you're not allowed to say stuff like that. You are. You can end up in trouble for no. being for, for saying so, though, Ian. That's not not for saying that I stuff. Mean, you, you can't. You, how many? How A little slight change. How many times have you 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 read? Somebody's flying a Union Jack and is told by some living lefty council official to take it down because it, it's racist. Somebody's wearing a... I have, a never, I have never read that story. Well, I have. Where? Um, in the Daily Mail. How do we know well, it's true? No, we no, don't. It was, it the was Express. The, um, it, 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 
I've there has been several times when no, there hasn't. They, they've been told to take it down. They, 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 the last time we covered a story about someone told to take a flag down was because when we, when we dug deep, deep enough, it was a health and safety. She hadn't planted the pole properly, so it could have blown over. That's why she was told to take down the union flag. Yeah, well, there's been others as well. No, there hasn't. It's a there myth. Has. And you know what? All across the country, we're allowed to call it Christmas. We're allowed to call it Christmas because you know what? Muslims don't get offended by Christmas. Well, we know that, but some councils don't. No, they I mean, don't. It's a myth. It's a myth, Richard. It's, it's all not. a myth. No it's council not. has ever said you can't call it Christmas because it might offend Muslims. I, I think Leicester did, didn't they? Just you don't know. Just you received. don't know. We can call it. Richard, this is the problem. I've got to move on. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed um, talking to you this morning. Please call in again. It's not racist to say those things you said, okay? What you've said and like, is not racist, okay? And it, this is the thing is that we oh, we can't criticise Muslims. We can't criticise members of the Pakistani community. And we can't criticise... But yeah, yeah, we can. We can as long as it's fair and it's honest. And it's great that we can hold people to account who do say racist things. But you saying, well, that there was this there was this event and um, there were some um, Muslim protesters and um, they were getting, you know, quite nasty. But then it was I saw two white people getting uh, arrested. Phrased a little bit clumsily, but it's not racist. And you would not go to prison for that. Oh, man, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 in both directions because two lanes are closed southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable because of an accident in the roadwork section. So that's causing delay from Junction 13 for Bedford. But it's also slowed northbound from Junction 11 for Dunstable to 12 for Flitwick with people slowing down to look. It's busy as it's busier than usual in Houghton Regis on Bedford Road because people are trying to avoid problems on the M1. So it's slow from Tebworth Road towards the A5 at the High Street North and Brewers Hill Road. It's also busy on the A1M southbound between Junction 10 for Stopfold and 7 for Stevenage. And on the M25 clockwise, a lane's been blocked at Junction 18 for Chorleywood because of an accident or a breakdown between junction at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, which is causing a delay from Junction 17 for Maple Cross. On the train side, there's no reported problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Oh, I enjoyed that little mental workout. Thank you, Richard. The problem is that people think that they can't say certain things. No, you can't. We don't have freedom of speech. That that you know that is a myth. It doesn't exist anywhere. It doesn't exist anywhere. Maybe in your own home, but um, but this whole thing we can't we can't say this about you know who because we might be branded as a racist and we'll get locked up. No, as long as you're not being racist, as long as you're not saying, hey, you know the Muslims. Let's go ra- let's go around to the mosque and set fire to it. That's racist. Well, it's Islamophobic if we're going to be specific, and it's a hate crime. So that's good that there are laws to pre- pre- prevent people saying those things. But anyway, oh three four five nine four double five five double five eight forty seven. I want to find out if Kate's still got a voice for the weather. We'll find out after these headlines. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction Ten of the M1 bringing thousands of jobs to Luton are to be unveiled today. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day parade in Biggleswade for security reasons is being criticised by parents. And new figures show Luton Borough Council is among the top ten in the country for issuing fines to parents taking their kids on holiday in term time. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. It is quite a damp start to the day this morning. We've got quite a lot of rain, some heavier bursts in there as well. But it is pushing southeastward. It's a warm front. It's introducing some milder air, but of course it's a little more moist from the Atlantic, so that's why we've got the rain. But it'll turn more drizzly and a little lighter this afternoon and eventually clearing us by this evening. It's not actually feeling too chilly today, despite the wind and the rain. We're looking at a maximum of 14 Celsius, so it's still feeling quite mild. Now, throughout this evening and overnight, it is mostly dry, mostly clear cloudy but then as we head through to dawn our next weather front arrives it's a cold front could bring a little bit of light rain and drizzle first thing tomorrow morning minimum temperature at 10 celsius so staying mild overnight not quite as chilly as it has been recently so for tomorrow a cloudy start that rain will clear and it's an improving picture we should see things brighten up tomorrow afternoon and maybe get a bit of sunshine as well temperatures similar at 14 celsius that's your forecast thank you very much you're holding on Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out. But the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. And the story that Richard was talking about when, um, the was it the Royal Anglian Regiment marched through Luton in 2009? I'm not aware of it. I wasn't here. It wasn't um, my, on my watch. I hadn't heard of it, but, okay, and his point was, well, no, Muslims got arrested and they were causing trouble. Allow me to read this. Five Muslim men who protested at a homecoming parade in Luton where soldiers were called murderers have been convicted of being abusive. The charges related to a march by the Royal Anglian Regiment through the town in March 2009. The five men, all from Luton, were convicted of using threatening, abusive or insulting words and behaviour likely to cause harassment. Uh, two men were cleared of all charges at Luton Magistrates Court. Jalal Ahmed, Yusuf Bashir, Ziar Rahman, Sajidar Chowdhury, Munim Abdul were all found guilty. Now, I don't know what their, their, um, their religion is, but we can make certain assumptions, rightly or wrongly, from their names. Oh, they're Muslim, it says in the story. But we can make certain assumptions as well from their names. So, Richard, again, it's another example of... Um, well, I don't want to say um, uh, uh, sh- stirring, but it's it's an example of it's an example of, of of kind of spreading misinformation and not having the facts. Thinking you have the facts, you you thinking well, no Muslim men were arrested. Well, they were, and five were charged, and five were found guilty. But also, it's not racist to say that uh, you didn't have the facts, and that's fine. But it's not racist to say, well, I saw I, I, the, the, you know only some white English people got arrested, uh, and the Muslim people didn't. It's in- factually incorrect. But it's not racist to say that. It's not racist to say that. And that's the problem. You can, we don't have freedom of speech, but we can speak more openly about black people and Pakistanis and Chinese people and Muslims and Buddhists and Sikhs and, um, and white people and Jews. We can speak more freely about them than a lot of people think we can. You know, and it's it, 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 it's a very lazy it's a very lazy journalist or, or counsellor that would pounce on those conversations as being racist, you know. We've had a text message through from Mark, who's the Dunstable oh, yeah. Commanding Officer for this, the Sea Cadets, oh, London area. Sea Cadets? 
the Sea Cadets. Where? I see one who's texting me. No. He's uh, having a march. He says, Dunstable have a march on Remembrance Sunday using cadets from the Sea Cadets, Army Cadets and Air Training Corps along with scouts. The police will have a small presence, uh, presence as the risk assessment is small. However, when members of the regular army and reserve... Um, march. This heightens the risk assessment. Therefore, what the Legion has done is what they've been advised the troops marching should not be included with other civilian groups. Shame we couldn't get any of the parents. Everyone's getting all gobby on Facebook about it and no one wanted to come on. No. I just think it's... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so, well, thank you. Who is that? Who sent Mark? Isn't That's from Mark, yeah. Thank you, Mark. Excellent stuff indeed. Jen's on uh, the line. Morning, Jen. Morning. What have you got for us, Jen? I... I- uh, talking about explosions. Oh, yeah, go on. And I, I'm a, I created quite a bad one in my kitchen. Oh, beautiful. Homemade explosions. Here we go. Yes, yeah, please. What I've, have you got? Well, I've tried to save money, so I tried to make my own tomato ketchup, and I boiled it all up and put it in a plastic bottle, but I stupidly, oh, yeah. I didn't put it in the fridge. Uh-oh. So it must have been fermenting away. And then my son had a, was quite young, and he had a friend round for tea. Yeah. And I, I approached this little boy called Zach with the ketchup. Uh-oh. And I, I, you know, opened the lid a bit and I squeezed. And I've never known anything like it. What the hell happened to Zach and the cats up? The Zach was head to toe with it. (laughs) Curtains, the ceiling, the walls, me. (laughs) It it wasn't even my own kid, you know? And it was in his eyes. It was just awful. And and his mum was a GP. Oh, well, that's okay. Well, that saves a little bit of time. I to her that I'd nearly injured Flipping Did Zach ever make the visit to your house again? Well, I'd, it wasn't the only time I... I oh, blimey. Yeah, he was hey, can I just say quickly, <laughs> Mum, can I just say Mum's, right? Yeah. Homemaking stuff you can buy in the shops, like ketchup and <laughs> burgers and fish fingers, don't bother. It never tastes as good as bird's eye or, well, or Heinz. Know. It never... Like it. People make their own baked beans. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Go on, what was the I other one you've had then? Go on, what was the other? What was the other incident? Well, well, the other one was worse. Oh, blood. He was in the back of the car. Worse than blinding a toddler. Yes. Poor Zach. He was in the back of the car with my two sons, and and they were screaming and really acting up. My yeah. boys being really bad. Yeah. And I was driving, and I just put one of my hands into the back seat and grabbed one of what I thought was my boy's knees. Yes. And squeezed really hard, Uh-oh. like to tell him to be quiet. But oh. it was it was Zach's knee. Poor Zach. I know. What's your beef with Zach, Jen? Why, just leave Zach alone. Is he one of those kids? Yeah, no, he's actually really cool. Yeah, well, he's, he's really cool. So he's got, he, he, just can't, he just can't walk properly now or see. Uh, Jen, thank you very much indeed. It's got vinegar in it, tomato ketchup, hasn't it? <laughs> She's blinded and crippled. Poor Zach! I feel sorry for Zach! And yet he keeps coming back. He keeps coming back, and that's the lesson. Rob's on the line. Morning, Rob. Morning, how are we doing? Yeah, we're doing, doing all right, actually. Perked up a bit in the last 20 minutes. What have you got for us? Does happen. Well, I uh, I nearly blew up my chemistry lab when I was at uni. Oh, ladies, just you're you're all you're all on top form today. A lot of new callers and a lot of new stories. What happened? Uh, we were doing this experiment where you have to kind of filter gas out of the tap through some copper and then use the burner to heat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the test tube had a uh, flaw in it, and it nearly just exploded into gas and fire and everything and. Yeah, th- that's why I'm not a chemist. I'm a geophysicist. So, uh... so uh, hang on. A minute. So, what what exactly happened? But, but, but great, you just mentioned geophysics, and I'm I'm playing the theme tune to Quantum Leap, uh, <laughs> which which will become a documentary series one day. I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, was anybody injured? Uh, no, but we nearly escaped. Well, they narrowly did. escaped. Um, is that why you've you've moved to uh, another country? Are you still still wanted? But I'm go- I'm going to say it by the Canadian authorities. Uh, nope, the other the other one's a little further south than oh, that. You, but you, you know they, they've uh, they've stopped looking. Okay, well good, well, good for you because those. 
Those guys have got guns. Those guys have got guns. Although you know how to make bombs, so... Uh, Wow, he's travelling across the world. Just, just in case you missed that, that's Robert Geo, an evil geophysicist who's travelling pers- across the world, being, being pursued by the FBI and the CIA, CIA and the New York LAPD. The feds. Because he's been making time bombs. Wowzers. Gosh, you'd admit to that. Steve, well, Rob would, if that's his real name. Steve's in the Hatfield. Morning, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, Steve. What you got for us? I was just listening to the guy that was on, you know, he was saying about... You know, Muslims don't get arrested for being, you know, they get let off. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was actually told by the police, um, I had an incident, it was a, an Asian taxi driver run me off the road on a roundabout. Yeah. I mean, I had to mount the roundabout to get out of his way. Oh, blimey, exciting. That my car. Yeah. Um, I then followed him to the station, station, um, got out of the car, said, you know, damaged my car. He said, if you don't, he just second and blinded at me, um, I'll, I'll tell the police you're being a racist. I phoned the police up and I said, look, this guy won't give me his insurance details. He's run me off the road. He's, gonna, he's calling the racist card. He's, yeah. And the police told me you're not allowed to say that. And I think, hey, minute, that's what? exactly what he's just told me. And I think it was three days later, two o'clock in the morning, I got arrested for being a racist. You do sound racist, Steve. I'm joking. Thank I'm joking. You, well, <laughs> well, if that, I mean, if, if that's, the, well, that, 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 that's the, th- did, did, so did, you make an official complaint about his driving? No, well, I did at the time. I complained to the taxi office. Obviously, right, but you didn't complain to the police. So that explains why he wasn't arrested. That's right. And he no, obviously no, he got him... to the police. No, he did. At the time, I phoned the police about right. eight times while I was parked in the car park at the police station. At right. the railway station. Gave him his registration and told him what he's done. They never attended. And I said, look, the guy's now going to call me a racist. He's going to accuse me of being racist because I want his insurance details. Yeah. And I was told I'm not allowed to do that. I was arrested, locked up for eight hours. Blimey. When they did some investigation... you got 20 right? seconds, yeah? It's the fourth time he'd done it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Richard, uh, an ex... Uh, not Steve, sorry. Excellent story. Uh, that, of course, shouldn't happen. No idea what the OC's um, uh, texted in about. No, it doesn't make sense at all. But let's just enjoy the, uh, the final strains of the Quantum Leap theme. Oh, boy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy? 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 Hey, Sammy! I'm guessing that Sammy's not there. Ah, Sammy! <laughs> On you, the M1. No, 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 you're too, you're too late, you've missed it. No, really? You no, there's a minute, there's a minute. Is there flip? That's for me to wind up and thank the team. Oh, you okay, blew it. Then. I'm sorry. But I'll tell you what, you made it through to boot camp. We'll see you next week. Ta-ta! Uh-uh. Bye-bye. <laughs> just roads and stuff, it's just roads and stuff. Someone's going to complain about that. You didn't let Sammy do the, uh, the travel properly. She was late. Go and have a, go and have a lie down, Sammy. That's it, that's your lot. Daily excellent stuff. We're going to get his near-death experience words tomorrow. Thank you, Kelly Betts. More obits for her. Catherine, we need to chat. JVS up next. Till tomorrow at six from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Just look out there. It's disgusting. Never mind.
Coming up on today's big phone-in, I'm going to be asking, do you think it was acceptable for One Direction to cancel their concert last night? Popular boy band One Direction have cancelled a concert minutes before going on stage as the band member Liam said he was sick. Fans, some of whom had paid £60 and queued overnight in the rain outside the 11,000 capacity venue, were in floods of tears. They were cancelled and I'm never going to get to see them. 278 days and I can't do it. I know this. What am I supposed to do? Well, far from going on with the show, the band didn't even come on stage to apologise, leaving a very sheepish member of the venue staff to address the crowd. Well, I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you think it was acceptable for One Direction to cancel their concert last night? Here's my telephone number for your call. For your view, it's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock with Simon Oxley. The headlines, Junction 10 development plans to be unveiled, Remembrance Day row in Biggleswade and Luton in the top ten for holiday fines. BBC Three Counties Radio. Major plans to redevelop land at Junction 10 of the M1, bringing thousands of jobs to Luton, are to be unveiled today in a scheme which will also pave the way for a new stadium for Luton Town Football club. More from Lee Agnew. Officials from the football club and the borough council will be at a property exhibition in London to promote the so-called gateway to Luton, starting with an office development which will employ over 3,000 people. Luton Town recently purchased the land at Junction 10 and although it's not thought a new stadium would be there, this scheme would help finance a new ground for the Hatters elsewhere in the town. Chief Executive Gary Sweet says they're in partnership with the council to promote a new era for Luton. A decision to stop children marching at the Remembrance Day parade in Biggleswade is being criticised by parents. The Royal British Legion says it's made the decision for security reasons because the Royal Artillery will be taking part. Chris Wells is a beaver leader in the town. I think it's a great shame, but I think if it's about the safety of our children... And it's a Royal British Legion organised event, so they are responsible for the safety of our children at that event, alongside us as youth leaders. Then I'm sure they've got a good reason for having made it. An armed robber's forced a woman to open the safe in a shop in Aylesbury by holding a gun to her head. He struck just after half past eight on Monday evening at the one-stop shop in Meadow Way. Jane Killick has more. The robber stopped the woman outside the back door of the shop and put what looked like a gun to her head. He ordered her into the shop and told her to open the safe. He stole a large amount of cash. The man is described as white with a large nose and stocky. He was wearing light-coloured clothing and gloves and carried a hold-all over his back. He spoke with an Eastern European accent. The Chinese president is expected to sign business deals worth up to £30 billion on the second day of his state visit. The biggest deal could result in China covering a third of the cost of building a major new nuclear power plant at Hinkley Point in Somerset. New figures show Luton Borough Council